Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 49 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season three, episode four, an attempt to tip the scales. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 4, An Attempt to Tip the Scales. Dom, we're here, and with the new format of the podcast, we are always alone for the first two thirds How are you, my friend? I am good. It's been a strange week, but it's fine. I've been kicked out of my office slash podcasting room because there's some family staying. Well, like one member of family staying. So I can only apologize for any sound issues because I do not have my mic or equipment ready for this podcast because of someone living in that room. But next week, they'll be gone. And I'll be back to normal and it'll be fine. And I can record without anyone else being around. You still sound clear, to be real. So MacBook quality, that's why. That's what it is. We're MacBook to MacBook and everything is beautiful. Well, <laughs> How are you, mate? Uh, good, good. It's been a strange week, Not different to your week but it's been very podcast heavy very podcast heavy like within the last seven days was it has it been that long i think i that we did with don casper yeah we did the um review of drama queens with lex Liz, and michelle and then last night did rv low jr who actor dancer from smart guy newsy sister sister lizzie mcguire uh, unfortunately you weren't able to make that one last minute um but yeah so it's been like super heavy on the podcasting and a lot of like the the review one of the drama queens one in particular there's been so much communication about that one and it's only been out on patreon you know it's not even been out to the wider world on you know all the podcast platforms and it's such a like uh, talking point I mean how, how did you feel after that one I mean for people that th- that episode will be out to everyone by the time this one comes out so last week I mentioned on this podcast that um I would kind of have similar views to yourself about the drama queens and I would feel a certain way about it uh, being that I wouldn't enjoy it or it wouldn't be quite right and this, that and the other. I then had the opportunity to listen to a few of the episodes. I listened to their kind of intro episode. I listened to two of their main episodes where they're supposed to be covering or talking about their main episodes and then a little bit of a third one. But I stopped because, um, as we know, Sarah had kindly um, marked out the spoilers for me so that I could skip them which was fantastic. And I didn't want to listen to the third one um, with risk of, you know, hitting a spoiler. So luckily they're, they're quite 
open when they go to share a spoiler. Like, oh, do you remember when this happens later on? They kind of start their sentences with that. And you just sort of skip. I just skipped it or turned it off anyway. So no, still spoiler free, which is great. I, I then realized that coming out of that, I had a very different view and I actually quite liked the their version of the behind the scenes element, like the DVD extras. Um, and then we ended up kind of I kind of had the opposing view that I thought I was going to have going into it, which is which is good, which is why we do these things, isn't it? It's why we review them. It's why we talk about them. And I suppose it's why people make this sort of content. Oh, what your what you, what's been your biggest reaction to it? Not not you personally, but like from other people messaging you. I think, well, I, I mean, I was quite nervous after the episode. It kind of, uh, once we recorded it, it kind of felt different to how I thought it was going to feel. And there were certain times where I kind of felt like that I was a single voice with four opposing voices and kind of felt a bit like I can actually hear it in my voice when I listen back to it for editing that I kind of start quite high and like you know normal and by about halfway I can hear my voice has gone a bit deflated I mean for people that don't know they might just think but Simon your voice is so flat it sounds the same all of the time (laughs) (laughs) it's true that's true but a, a bit more flat and I think I think what it is is that it was useful to me that conversation to work out how I my own feelings around it particularly what you were saying Dom because you were you were sort of bringing up some good points. I wrote like what you called like a statement, like a press statement uh, that I put in, I put it in the show notes for that, for that episode, but also like on Instagram as well. And that kind of, I kind of was able to sum up how I feel about it. Cause I think that I like, I like behind the scenes stuff. Like I've, I like movies that I love like Jurassic park, for example, I know so much stuff about, I mean, we did a whole three hour episode on it. Like we both know so much stuff about it because we love that, that movie. And I love to know about how, you know, the dinosaur, the T-Rex got too wet and it was malfunctioning. And, you know, you actually said it in one of the, maybe our last episode about how the, the girl that played Lex was cast for her screaming ability and, you know, all of those behind, like, I love all of that stuff. And I have watched all of the One Tree Hill behind the scenes, the the actual DVD extras, I've seen them all. I did that before we started the podcast. I was like, done the show. I'm going to watch all the all the extras. But where this feels different is that generally these extras are quite a positive in nature. You know, it's like, oh, we overcome this thing that was whatever, and it's difficult because generally if i was if i heard something about a negative experience that people had on a show or on a movie i just would cut it out and wouldn't watch it and i'd just be done with it like like lethal weapon we bring that one up all of the time because you and i in particular used to watch that religiously as kids right like any one of the four particularly the first one i feel i I mean it's it's a great one isn't it The, the the i mean all I say it's a great I mean they're all great films to be honest it's just such a shame that it's now tainted with what turns out to be an absolute lunatic of a you know main character main cast member um which is such a shame such a shame because we we did really really like all those films and the first one would always be the one we would would be the go-to wouldn't it and then if we were feeling 
up to it. If it was a, we're going to stay awake for 24 hours because, you know, we like nothing more than sleep right now. But when we were that age, like 13 or whatever, 14, you're like, yeah, let's just stay up forever and never sleep and be fine. Um, and we'd try and watch all of them. So it's kind of like you said, we've like Die Hard and that we'd, we'd always we'd always go to the first Die Hard. I don't think you've seen the second one all the way through, have you? And then no, the, good. the third one is like wicked. <laughs> and then <laughs> anything that goes beyond the third one is just not worth watching. So fair, fair <laughs> enough. But uh, so, but you were saying in during that conversation that if this show is something that was special. Is is special to me in in a way of I feel I feel connected to it. Like it is something that I can look at and it's like oh, this is something that inspired you know, like a basketball into my life that then kind of without knowing it was going to helped impact on my career and networking and all of that sort of stuff. And it's kind of like, like the special Olympics basketball things is synonymous with who I am really is. And and I'm so proud to have done all of those things, but it, the spark of it came from this show. So then to hear negative things about it. And I, I don't, and I said this in, in my press statement, I don't want to ignore those things like we you know and we have we spent time talking about them and I think that I want to celebrate that the talent of the people involved you know obviously Hillary Sophia and Joy and all of the cast and crew that weren't part of that negativity we want to celebrate that their talent superseded the horribleness of the few you know of the showrunner and you know other producers and and people that that made it horrible and you know that there's this you know and and that's what I love about what drama queens is doing is they're claiming it and they're putting positive memories where negative memories were formed and I love that I think that's great like you know if you have I don't well I don't know if you have but if you have like a negative memory of a place like you went on holiday somewhere and it was horrible or you were there with a you know an ex-girlfriend and you broke up and it's this horrible thing and you're like oh I, I hate Birmingham now I'm just making this stuff up but you know <laughs> and then you're like you know you've moved on it's years later you're with someone else or doing whatever and it's like you know what I'm gonna claim back Birmingham I'm going to Birmingham I'm gonna do positive things and when I think of Birmingham in my mind I'll think of these positive things now this is a very minimal example compared to what they went through you know real real trauma but I love that element that that's what they're doing to it um but I think it's things like I when I hear things like I'll give you some examples because a couple things have come out just today and yesterday positive and negative but it's like how am I I can't watch that scene the same way again now because I know that it was uncomfortable for you and difficult for you and so now when I watch it, it's not like the same as me knowing, oh, that scream is real from the actress that played Lex because the T-Rex actually did come through the sunroof. Because, you know, we know that afterwards she probably laughed about it. And it's, you know, it's a, you know, a funny thing and, and like a cool fact. But when you know someone feels horribly uncomfortable and actually they regret it and it's something that, you know, you might even have PTSD about or all these kind of things, it's like, I don't know how can I watch this after this you know but, but at the same time I don't want to ignore it because by no means are we saying that that's acceptable you know but you want to help them claim it back it's just this whole thing and it's just for me it's, it's actually taking the magic out of it and I'd rather watch it as it is 
appreciate and respect everything that they've done and what they stand for uh and you know wish nothing but uh, just bird shit on the faces of all of the people that did all the horrible things constantly like as soon as they're outside just a rain in bird shit left right and center in their eyes in their face mouth all of the things and guess what bird flu's in there <laughs> i don't know if that's how you catch bird flu but i'm gonna imagine it is and you know i mean these people should be be charged with criminal acts like i but it's like if it's like where is that line sorry dom i will finish this sentence but where, where is that line of but you went you went through this horrible thing and we want to celebrate the fact that you went you got through it and created this thing that we all love in spite of these fuckers you know i mean i don't know what 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 do you think that's a lot to take in what you said. I didn't there. even answer your question. You didn't answer my question either. No, <laughs> I was thinking that as well, but that's fine. We can skip over that. Um, I'll tell you in a second. But yeah, I, like, I think your statement that you put out was, I say statement, we, we're going to, we'll call it a statement. It's, like um, it. It, you know, you sent it to me before and I said to you, you don't have to, you don't have to send something out like that. You don't have to say anything to anyone. Your opinion is your opinion and that's up to you. It's, it's a, it's an opinion about a podcast you know it it shouldn't it shouldn't evoke such an a response from people that you get any sort of like stick or hassle or you know any sort of negative um pushback we'll say like at you through social media or anything like that but there are people out there in this world that would do that but not in our little community i don't think i think ours has been okay but you know please tell me if i'm if i'm wrong um one thing I find very interesting about their podcast is that it's kind of it's kind of like like continual like stories about the the struggle of it all isn't it um and you you do kind of hope I'm going to I'm going to have to liken this to <laughs> to the Beach Boys movie there's a, there's a movie about the Beach Boys and it's about three and a half hours long and in it it just gets worse and worse and worse in terms of like nothing good happens nothing nice and fun and happy and you think uh, like when I was watching it, I was thinking I'll keep watching because I think something fun and exciting will happen to it or they'll sing a song and it'll be quite jolly and no just more shit comes their way and it kind of feels like they're kind of discussing that and getting that out and that that's kind of a good thing I think it's just let's get this all out and let's get rid of it and with what you're saying is like is it kind of like where's the line where do we where do we say okay we've discussed how trashy all these people are and how they should be condemned and jailed and you know punished for what they've done and where do we cross the line into this is how great this was this is how respect it is and sorry go on. not not quite that's not what i meant by the line i mean um by the line of where do we where's the line of well we can't watch this show like don't support this because this is a horrible thing like that kind of thing like what we're saying with lethal weapon is like well we won't watch it because don't want to support something that he's part of you know what i mean yeah i i don't really know i i i guess is is that for us to decide it's, it's a hard it's a really hard one to judge isn't it because the the, the actors haven't necessarily done anything wrong well no not at all yeah i want to support them in what they're in what they're doing 
Yeah. And their talent created what we have. I, I, to, to answer your question, um, so I had, because this will connect, I had um, <laughs> mainly it was um, really nice stuff, like people just saying, oh, I really respect that. Like, that's great. Or, you know, because I, I sort of ended it by saying, look, it's a show that I, I love One Tree Hill, say at the start of every podcast. And there are all these different One Tree Hill associated podcasts. You know, there's ours. There's, of course, Drama Queens. There's Tree Hill Talk, Rivercore and others. And actually just everyone enjoy whatever they enjoy. Whatever is best going to suit your experience, you go for that. If you want to enjoy all of them, two of them, one of them, none of them, it's like whatever best suits you. So a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, I like it, but uh, I don't like this or, oh, I love it. It's the best. I can't wait for it to come out. You know, it's all sort of mixed and mixed. You know, I the the actors are the magic of the show. And so whatever they say is, you know, is, and I kind of disagree with that. Like I agree to an extent, but I feel like movies and TV, it's a fully team effort, right? From down to John Nordstrom doing the compose, doing the music, the score to whoever's directing to the team of writers, to the costume design, to the prop sets, uh, to, you know, all of the stuff. And, and of course, the actors involved in that, the background performers, Daniel, who was in the background, Sarah, who was in the background, you know, and it's, it's a collaborative thing that all then comes together to form something. And sometimes that resonates with people and, you know, other times it, it doesn't as much. And I think we need to be clear that we never want to offend anyone. Everyone's entitled mm. to their opinion and, and to say what they want to say. And the same goes for, for us. You know, we, we sometimes we're quite strongly opinionated about things. Sometimes we're, we have no opinion on things and we, we say, stuff to be funny a lot of the time but this this has probably been one of the most serious conversations we've had on this podcast in ages and and I think these need to happen uh every now and then and and we need to have these discussions but they're never in a place of wanting to offend or upset anyone it's about verbalizing the issue making it making people aware of it and also our concerns about what people are saying about it we don't want to upset anyone or offend anyone and we are actually working our way around these topics as well like how to interpret them how to react to them and how to have our own opinions on it and we do say a lot of things for shock you know like I said it on the I think it was deflated Simon at that point but I said it on the the episode on Sunday that you and I say things to try and make each other laugh. Like, you know, like how people crack on blooper reels, right? And it's like, they're always trying to get, you were saying it Steve Carell never cracks or is it the guy, uh, the guy that plays Dwight in the office? Oh, Steve Carell, like barely ever cracks. And uh, Rain, is it Rain Wilson? Rain Wilson, that's it, yeah. Always cracks. <laughs> <laughs> he always. has the craziest stuff to say, doesn't he? I guess so, but but. But that's kind of what we're always trying to do. We're trying to just make the other one laugh. And we have some of the shock value stuff. And, you know, like we don't really, we don't really dislike Peyton, you know, like that, that she's completely necessary in One Tree Hill. And it wouldn't be the same without her. You know, we don't really dislike, well, when we, we like, we love Karen at the moment, but when we (laughs) didn't like her as much, we don't dislike her. It's just, these are points of, things that we can try and make jokes off of or have continual uh what do you call it you know when you're drawing back a feat like a joke that's going through multiple episodes 
just like continuous callbacks to that kind callbacks. of backs yeah yeah but so i think we're also going to have to make a decision soon about what we're doing with drama queens because this stuff i think is going to continue to come up all of the time and so it might just be something where we just say let's just leave that like if people want to know what's happening over there then listen to it you know and find out that stuff because we've never really been about i will talk about that something else that came out about it as well um but we'd never really been about the behind the scenes gossipy stuff you know like that like the the sophia and chad what happened there and all of you know the rumors and all those kind of things like we kind of stick to the show like we talk about the actors in that we appreciate their performances and what they're doing and obviously we've spoke when we've spoken to paul and to barbara and kieran and you know narion and baby jenny and (laughs) now daniel last week (laughs) daniel sarah you know it's uh it's been it's been amazing, but, you know, we mainly focus on their audition process and how these things happened and how they got into the show, you know, not necessarily like, I don't know, we'll have to consider this stuff because otherwise we're going to be continually going into that, but maybe something you and I can talk about. But so the, another thing that came out so one, I don't know if it's negative or not, but another story that came out in Buzzfeed or in these different places was Sophia Bush was on a podcast a different podcast and had said something about how she will not talk about Chad Michael Murray on anywhere like as in she would talk about and I get what you were saying I'd saying that they don't talk about him enough and yes they do talk about his character and they do talk about some of the things I guess for me there's just there's there's never enough Chad even on our podcast but But there's a, she said she's not going to talk about him because there's been times that she has talked about, uh, you know, their relationship and she's quite tried to make jokes out of it and tried to be, you know, it happened when I was young and this, that and the other. And it always gets misquoted or brought back up or mis- misinterpreted or misunderstood. So she said she's just not going to talk about it. And also he's someone that she doesn't know anymore. You know, it was a long time ago. She's 39. This happened when they were like, 21 22 23 something like that it was kind of that was kind of the whole story that she's not gonna talk about him and then the good news i don't know if you heard but yesterday or this morning or within the last 24 hours she got engaged so yeah i had heard uh i saw a picture of her in a boat like a little rowboat um being proposed to by whoever her now fiance is in italy grant hughes i think i don't know if he's famous or an actor i don't know but yeah great news for her yeah (laughs) so yeah so there there you go i think this stuff is gonna keep coming up i think we will have to make a decision and maybe we just need to leave it i can just be like well i don't know because then is that are we then not doing our duties to cover I, I we're definitely not gonna get any more cast members on and that's really sad because i mean people that i had like locked in to come on uh they're just it's gone now they're not there's no responses it's just kind of and that's fine i mean it would have been nice if they'd just be like oh i'm gonna wait to go on there because i get it you know there's got millions of followers between them and you know massive podcast but yeah so I, it's unfortunate we'll see you never know they might they might change their mind and uh and, or if we if we try it again and 
kept handing them or something and said, we'd really like to have you on, you know, talk about this, talk about that. They might, we could even tap up Paul again, you know, and say, hey, get, 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 get those three to, to come on ours. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing I have anyway is a good thing. And I brought, I brought a beer here, long end of a long day. I don't, do you have a drink there, Dom, of some I, sort? I have a cup of tea. Oh, tea's perfect. In a West Ham mug, nonetheless. Well, I want to say, Dom, I want to say a cheers to you. I want to say a cheers to everyone that supported us, everyone that's listened, ever downloaded, ever listened to an episode, ever given a review, a rating, followed, liked something on Instagram, everyone on Patreon that's, you know, financially contributing. That's so humbling. I just want to thank everybody for their support and love because today... It was yesterday, in fact, is officially one year of our podcast. Well, thank you Salut. to you, Simon, for for getting this all together and organized and getting this this boat going and getting it getting it cracking. So cheers to you as well. Thank you, everyone else as well. Salut. <laughs> Simon's Lovely. got a frosty. <laughs> hey boozy. <laughs> Well, Dom, you said um, before we started recording that you got you got some things you wanted to talk about. I've just got a little bit of beef, a little bit of beef for some people. People saying to me, we watched the episode. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched the Halloween episode? Halloween episode? Have you watched the Halloween episode? What are you talking about? Yeah, the episode you've just, you just watched episode four, right? Yeah, I've just watched episode four. It was a Halloween episode. I don't remember any mention of Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the one where they're dressed up in costumes and stuff. Yeah, they're dressed up in costumes. Yeah, it was Halloween. Um, Sophia Bush is going around in a vest top, and I'm pretty sure North Carolina at the end of October would be freezing. It would be <laughs> so cold. So cold. And it's sunny. Nathan's out playing basketball. He's not slipping around on any ice. Also... It's not one mention of Halloween in this entire episode. Mm. Not one. So maybe it's not. To, are you going to trick to the masquerade party? That's what was mentioned. There's no pumpkins. There's no Halloween stuff. Nothing. Not a Halloween episode. Lies. So wait, are you saying, you're saying that the people are wrong, not the, people, the show? People are wrong. The show's not wrong. They, they, they never advertised it as a Halloween episode. Nothing ever came out of saying that this is a, you know, Halloween episode in particular. It was just a costume party, a masquerade party. Otherwise, I would have said, are you going to a Halloween party? Very, very different. Maybe it aired at Halloween, but wasn't filmed then. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to Google it. Um, no okay. Did you have? Did you have other beef? That was my only beef, really. I can make up some other beef if you like. You made it sound like you had real, real beef. (laughs) And that was all that you had. Oh, it came out on October 26th, 2005. So it came out a couple, you know, just before Halloween. So that must be why people think that. But There is zero mention of Halloween in this episode. No, they're clearly wrong. And you're clearly (laughs) right. I agree. (laughs) that's clear that's obvious there you go (laughs) that was it (laughs) 
<laughs> Nothing else needs to be said. Yeah. Jesus times, baby. <laughs> Jesus times. Jesus times. So, any, any, anything else or shall we go into the show? Let's go into the episode. Oh, just one other quick thing. Bonus episodes. We need to do a bonus episode. Uh, we've been slacking on that. Oh, we have been putting out hella content. Come on. We put out like three episodes this one week. I'd be really interested to know if anybody listens to our other stuff, like uh, like our Casper episode. So if you don't know, our, we just we released Casper. It's on the Mighty Ravens, uh, which you can find all the links below. And it was three hours. It was me dom of course and my wife whose name is effany which i can say now because she's been on the podcast so you'd be able to work that out anyway so (laughs) f was on the podcast and it was so nice it was so fun to do it was really awesome having her on and uh yeah we had some good laughs right dom yeah definitely it was great it was a really really good chat um and some very funny stuff coming out of that episode as well and Ethne seemed to enjoy it. I'm not sure if she if she left. Um, we she made a comment about being allowed on the other side of the door. She was allowed in the podcast room. Um, I'm guessing as soon as she got to the the other side again, she was like, "Oh, thank God, that's over." Yeah. <laughs> no, she loved it. She really enjoyed it. She was. It was. Yeah. It, it was great. And that, like, for people that even if you don't like the movie Casper or it's not like a big thing, there was so much stuff on there. We talked about like stories. There's like story where I set my arm on fire stories of like (laughs) stories of hamsters, like literally pooping out their insides. Um, There's things I'm not going to say who you have have to listen to the episode. There's stories of people and their sibling, you know, just smothering their face in snow and trying to kill them. There's all these stories that we can't tell on this podcast because they've been told. Like once the story has been told in podcast form, I can't retell the story because it's always you and me, you know? Mm. So it's like, or or you can't tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah i it's <laughs> we all know i have no personal experiences of life so... <laughs> and this all you <laughs> if you want to hear those things then uh yeah you should check it out it was re- i think that's one of our best mighty 90s episodes in terms of like it's one of the first ones we covered since we've been really comfortable podcasting because we kind of pump the brakes on the mighty 90s to do ravens and then through ravens we've kind of found our feet so it's good i'm looking forward to doing the next one the next one is titanic it's the most requested one marine will be super happy because i think she just spammed me a thousand times when i put the poll out on the vote saying what was the next one going to be after casper and that was the whole point of putting the the um the poll and give people the option to to choose um so it will be titanic and I will be doing the deep dive, which we haven't really mentioned for a while. But yeah, I'm going to go in on the deep dive on that one. Well, you could is that say, is that too insensitive for for the film Titanic? I got there first. I was going to say you could say Titanic is a deep dive, right? <laughs> that there's going to be Mr. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to have the debate about whether he could have got on that door or not. 
<laughs> oh, we'll save it for then. We'll save it for then. Well, yeah, that's going to be fun. You're going to have so much. There's so going to be so much information that can gonna, be like brought up. I'm going to try and get James Cameron on. That would be something. <laughs> <laughs> you are Hello, like, one of the uh, most famous movie filmmakers in the world. How's yeah. Avatar going? Good. <laughs> he's, no, you do... he's no Spielberg. Ah, <laughs> oh, Spielberg. Um, well, yeah, that will be awesome. That will be really fun. And I, I'm kind of liking the idea of us uh, doing uh, doing these uh the shout outs and stuff in this first hour so we do have another patreon we've had a couple people leave and every time they leave i i don't know whether i almost feel like it would be funny to do a one of these to shout out people on their way out no, <laughs> but that's that probably be... not a good idea but we could just say you've just become a pigeon again <laughs> <laughs> i would never do it because i'd be shaming people but peter i understand people leaving sometimes people people always leave as Payne would say but sometimes it's like well actually i can't afford to do this at the moment or actually i don't enjoy your content anymore or, <laughs> or actually i don't need the bonus stuff i can just you know i don't need the the early release though what i will say the best thing about the patreon and what people like are loving are your highlight videos as we've said dom uh edits together the highlight videos you do it really well like you get the transitions between the scenes really well and they're so funny they're so good they're like seven eight minutes each and it goes gives the whole you know watching it live is the best experience of course being part of that community which has become like friendship it's become therapy it's i, I love it it's it's, oh. it's a real highlight of the week and but then having these highlights for people that can't make it, it's great. It's a great exclusive, you know, content for Patreon. Uh, yeah, I, I I love doing the watch alongs, um, seeing everyone turn up. You know, we have sometimes like 15 plus people join in. And that that on its own is is like pretty amazing. You know, the the two um, or it's, it's three, isn't it? The, the, the three uh, people that that joined from Australia at like stupid o'clock in the morning just to watch an episode with us and kind of see my stupid face <laughs> react to things I haven't seen before. And it's, it's fantastic. And like all, all the people in America, I mean, there's people that like rush home or skip <laughs> like, like a bit of work to, to come <laughs> and join us. And yeah, there's, there's a, again, a few in the UK as well that join us. So the, the more, the merrier please please keep joining us and coming along and yeah it's great it's great because we have a great little chat at the beginning as well um and we we have a bit of a discussion and it's nice to just get to know everyone and we 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 say it all the time but we're becoming that friendship group you know it's more friendship than you know patreon you know it's it's more about um building that that group and that community all the people that we're going to see when we go when we go over there 2025 lauren's there right now it's so kind we're doing she was uh offering to send 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 us stuff right and uh she knew that i wanted the keith scott hoodie i've never had one so she's going to send me one but i i said i couldn't accept it as a gift uh she was trying to give it to me as a gift which is so kind so i'm going to send her a hoodie from the merch store 
um she chose uh, a slab of beef of course well it was between that and bobble and squint so uh yeah so i'm gonna send her a slab of beef and uh yeah it's just so great i, I love the community i love the friendships that we're creating and it's not going to stop when one tree hill finishes i've decided that this is the format it works this is what works something that i'm guiding you through introducing you to and you being the newbie because i can't make predictions like you can and uh i I mean what don't you think that's kind of just the dynamic that that we have what me being the newbie yeah kind of (laughs) just sit it kind of just feels right uh yeah i like it it's it's kind of I, I, I like I do like the dynamic. I do enjoy it this way round. If it was the other way around, it's a bit more. I don't know really. I'm not sure. I, I like being able to make predictions. I like not knowing and and kind of figuring stuff out. That's quite fun for me. And I like playing with you. <laughs> like like I like. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it just kind of works. But the um the next one, I really I want to either read redo Prison Break um or lost it's got to be one of them too and uh, that's what i mean people that the wednesdays they could just roll into that you know and just stay and just enjoy it and we'll just get we'll just keep going um forever right (laughs) one other thing we just do this patron shout out and i just got one other thing uh so coming in at junior varsity they're entering the club Harrison. 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 Hey, Harrison. Why are you laughing? Harrison. You just became a raven. Yes. Yeah. Go so, on. <laughs> one other thing is um, Nick was asking on the last watch along about the jerseys, about our man Wayne. Oh no, Wayne. What have you done? I haven't done anything okay. just yet. <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> Can't bring myself to. I, I will, but uh Nick and, and some other people were asking about the other jersey colour, right? So we did the we did the white. Time for the blue. Time for the alternative. Time for the away games. And uh, yeah, I'm 100% down to do it, to orchestrate it, to get it going. The The secret is we have to have 12. Wayne will only do the embroidery, like it's called Tackle Twill, if you have a minimum of 12. Screen print for less, that's fine. But if we want it to be screen accurate, then we need them to be, uh, we need 12. So I think that's easy to do. Um, I'll get to, Dom, you want one? Yeah, sure, I'll get one. That's three. <laughs> That's three. And then Nick wants one, Lauren, like loads of people in the there was enough already from from uh the watch along. But I'm I will open this up to all ravens. All ravens. Okay. It's gotta be <laughs> Dom's laughing. I was gonna say I'd open up to everyone, but that's that's a lot of work. Like it was it was painful last time. Like it was it was tough and complicated and I ended up losing money because not a lot of money, but when people like transfer from different currencies, PayPal, like take a bit and whatever and whatever, it's fine. But it was just, so I say for, for, for Ravens. So for all, all our 
all our ravens if you're a pigeon and you really want one just hit me up you know i got you you know i got you <laughs> Dumb. you're just sealing your own fate you know what i'm not gonna open it up to everyone but everyone if you want one let me know <laughs> no if you really if you really want one because we're nice what people 300 people go i really want one and I'll say, come on, ravenshoops.net. Just, just sign up. It's £2 a month, $2 a month or whatever. <laughs> it's less than a cup of coffee. Anyway, the um, but here's the real question. Is that they change from season one to season three. So we are going to see Ravens again at some point. We know this. But I believe, and I, this, this isn't fresh in my memory, so and i wasn't looking this close before but i believe in season one they are dazzle cloth and we all know dazzle cloth is delicious and lovely <laughs> and i feel like in season three it's i don't know what you call the fabric you know where it's got like the holes in it mm. i think it's that in season three all still from from cisco all still from wayne anyway but i guess the question is do we want it to be screen accurate from season one or screen accurate from season three um, we can make that decision together. I personally am always going to go towards the dazzle cloth. I mean, would you have a preference, Dom? Uh, no, not really. But you just like saying dazzle cloth, don't you? <laughs> who, do- who doesn't? <laughs> I might ask F if we can get some sheets for our bed made of dazzle cloth. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne? <laughs> He's in the back shed loading up a revolver. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely had enough just looking into a mirror staring saying what is life (laughs) what is dazzle cloth (laughs) uh yeah so there we go and then last but not least it's a bit of an end of an era dom end of an era the uh uh my basketball team there's not enough people to play uh in the season with time to sign up for the season uh and we haven't got enough players uh so we're, our team our ravens is going to have to fold and uh, oh. so it's the end we played we played two seasons two seasons in the league um you know i i'm happy how many with more people what, would you need how many more uh yeah. like five <laughs> that's a whole basketball team isn't it well, you need to have like we need ten really to enter. We've lost we've lost a lot of people uh that just can't play now or like injuries I, and I would I would join you just to even if I didn't play, I'd fucking just to make up the numbers so you get to play. What? Yeah. <laughs> would you really? Yeah. What day do you normally play? Wednesday. But yeah. <laughs> <Not> the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I think what we what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna do two friendlies, two se- like preseason friendlies against some of the other teams that we like got on quite well with, and uh, as like a last hurrah, and then we might just do like friendlies every now and again. Um, but it's really sad, man. I mean, not not gonna not trying to brag, but my my goal, my one thing was before we played in the league. So I used to I played for a long time, like just in like scrimmage and just for fun and whatever and coaching the special olympics and everything i just wanted to play in one real game you know real referees real game real everything 
And my thing was, I wanted to just score one basket, one real basket that counts. It goes on a scoreboard on the wall. It's a real thing. And we played two seasons and I scored 225 points, real points over two seasons. And one was a half court buzzer beater, which I, uh, is like my one massive highlight. So it's like, I feel like I achieved it. It's all good. But my very last game before the season ended, which was literally as COVID hit, because I remember we all had to do elbows to shake hands or whatever, was... Um, I got annoyed like the guy that on the note, the guy that was marking me on the other team kept ripping on my Jersey, like to pull me back, but really like ripping on it. And I'm calm with stuff like that. I was calm. I was calm. And he was just on me, on me, on me. And he was then he started elbowing me in like the ribs and the stomach and stuff. And so I gave him one back, you know, I just gave him one, just one Dom, just <laughs> one back. But it really annoyed me. It like, played on my mind that I didn't just let it go. You know, I sort of went to that level. So I kind of just wanted to play one more game to just end it on like a high note, you know. Uh, but I'm going to do that in the friendly. Uh, we're going to treat it like a real game. And then that's it. But yeah, it's sad, man. It's the end of it's the end of like a, it's the end of an era. But if you decide you need people to make up numbers and you want to keep it going, I will come and make up numbers you have um, a jersey i've got a jersey yeah uh i'll come and make up numbers and i will i can bring some people along i like i reckon my, my one of my mates would that i play football with would would join in okay so this you. could this could happen maybe the revival like i'm, I'm not I, I haven't played basketball like ever really so does it interest you shall i start training now yes well does, does it interest you like would you want to play i'm fascinated by basketball it's so like end-to-end rapidly so quick very very quick game but yeah i'd, I'd play what a great game to to get into well you're just changing my mind then like <laughs> like <laughs> that's that okay well i'll talk to you separately and may you know let's see if we can get out there anyone that lives around here I think Tahani is the only person that lives close. And it's, I'm sorry, Tahani, it's a sexist game. It's only Miss a men's league. Oh. Trash. It's garbage rules. Rubbish. Could, could you, could you, you know, dress up as a man? Pretend. Is that, yeah, like little beard situation, draw it on <laughs> with like eyeliner or something. Come join us. Is that yeah? Have you know what's that movie with? She's she's the man. She's a man. <laughs> she can't be. She's a man. That's too on the nose. It's the <laughs> the man. She's the man. Is that what it is? Amanda Bynes again. Yeah. We always yeah. come back to Amanda Bynes. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps cropping up. <laughs> well, Tahani, let us know, okay? Because we can make we can make this happen. Um, but yeah, okay. Sorry, lots of tangents. Can it, also, last thing, <laughs> if people hate this stuff, like we've just spoken for an, an hour or so about all of this stuff that's not the episode, I would like, I would be interested to know, like, are you interested, Dom, if people like really just wish, no, you're not, because this is what we enjoy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nail on the head, mate. Nail on the head. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
Uh, all right, let's give them what they, they want. They don't want to then. listen to it. They can fast forward it. We get to the episode. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think that's what you was going to say. The first syllable of fast forward. I thought he was going somewhere else. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mean to them if they if they don't enjoy listening to us talk shit for an hour. They can just skip it. That's that's why that that skip like functions available on all these devices now. True. And I think if we was to just talk about the episode, then surely that's This is why we've out. gone to this format, remember. People wanted to hear us talk nonsense about our lives. So and we had a good like debate about drama queens at the beginning. So the, the actual nonsensey bit was only like 20 minutes. So we can actually get yeah. to the episode now if you want. Talk as much as we can about it before Nicole arrives. And that's gen- that's generally what happens is we have to rush it's kind of I see it as in it goes into three sections. The opening section is us talking about Jesus times and things. <laughs> and then the middle section is us talking about the episode. And then the third section is us talking with our raven. But we always have to rush the middle section because we go over. <laughs> Yeah, just don't let him in yet. Don't let him in. <laughs> <We're still talking. laughs> and then we have to rush the ending because the watch long's about to happen. <laughs> well, let's, we spent... let's be on our game tonight then. Let's 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 get through these these this episode because there's there's a lot to unpack in this episode as well. True story. Uh where do you want to start, my man? I'd quite like to start right at the beginning with uh, Lucas and Haley, please. Yeah, tell us about it, my man. So Lucas and Haley are in the costume shop because it's not Halloween. They're just going to a masquerade party. And um, they've decided to try out some costumes. And it starts with Lucas's little feet. We, we see his peg leg um, dangling down the bottom of the doors. And he's, he says he doesn't want to, you know, show Haley the costume he's wearing. And she's like, come on i've seen you in your headgear or like she calls him dude and he's like dude don't call me dude and we're not supposed to discuss the headgear um yeah so anyway that he he's trying on an array of costumes she's laughing at him and making funny gestures like when he's dressed as elvis she pretends to be a screaming fan and there's some really nice moments there so it's really good and it's great to find that like to, i said it last week as well but it's so nice having them back as like this power couple friend of friendship yeah um, which is brilliant and she calls him hot he comes out dressed as jack sparrow and she's like wow this is this is hot or you look hot or something like that and he's like excuse me and then she goes oh <laughs> ew like not like that and very quickly he has to like change her mind and uh, and backtrack a bit um and yeah it's it's quite a nice scene between them i i, I enjoyed the dynamic uh, it was nice having that again and Sorry, go. You go. And he, no, it's good. And he, he does a pretty good Jack Sparrow impression, like with the, with the, like, no, with the motions, the wobbling around. The, the motion yeah. was fine. His, his little accent was pretty poor. Okay. He tried to do a little voice with it, didn't he? He tried to do the savvy, you know, the, the little kind of Jack Sparrow ness that only Johnny Depp can do, really. Um, and. It, do you like those films? I like the first one. The first one's very good. Um, I don't and not really... the other, like, seven. I don't... <laughs> I don't really remember the rest, to be honest. I remember seeing one of them in the cinema and thinking, this is awful the whole way through. Oh, God. Yeah. 
I can't remember which one it was though. But I really I like the first one. The first one is very good. It, when she's saying he looks hot, is that adding to your theory that something's going to happen? Um, it it just adds to the theory that that love has always been there. That that sort of there there must be an attraction between them. Even when he suggests an outfit to her, he says there's a there's a belly dancer's outfit over there. Um, and Nathan would be would find it hard to resist you in that because that's exactly what he's thinking. It would be mm. hard to resist you because, you know, he's saying she's sexy. I'm saying you're sexy, Haley, and that I'm, I've got a peg leg. I hope you can see past that. Love you lots. That's what's I got. Going. A, I got a peg leg, and neither of them is my legs. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about my dick. <laughs> can i tell you something i find it funny but um maybe if my son ever listens to this in many 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 years to come i hope he doesn't i'll never be suggesting that he does listen to any of this stuff Um, but he's got this new thing now so he's he's eight months in a couple of days and when you take his nappy down to to change him he instantly just just grabs on his grabs on his stuff. <laughs> he does it in like a panic. It's almost like, is it still there? <laughs> is it still? Oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, oh my we're God. good. Because it's kind of like he can't he can't get to it. It is by a nappy, and it's just like. But then when he grabs it in such a panic, I'm like thinking it's too hard. You got that for your whole life, please, <laughs> gentle. Okay. Like, <laughs> in like 13 years time you won't be able to put it down but right now <laughs> let it be oh god <laughs> amazing oh baby so, yeah i'm sure that he's just like doesn't you know just what is this what's this <laughs> thing here <laughs> what does it do <laughs> he, he used it to pee on me earlier <laughs> <laughs> just cover you in it fountain they just fountain but you know what's funny it's like i just laugh it's like ah, it's hilarious if anyone else peed on me i would be very distraught <laughs> can you imagine right you know you know the tesco's incident when the person turned around and they like spat chicken at you but they, oh, turn, yeah. but they turn around and they just pissed on you uh yeah i've got a horrible horrible drunk story ab- around something like this of course you have of course you have no, it's not I nice. Live this wonderful life <laughs> that I can only dream about because <laughs> you have all these stories about all this weird shit. <laughs> no, this one's really bad. This one's really bad. Like this one, I've had so much guilt over the years. I've like donated to charities in like the, in like this person's name. Where did like, you put on? Well, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I have two we related incidences. One, the first time I was in Vegas, I was like, I just turned 20. Um, it was after the first Camp America. And I was in Vegas and I, I was with like a tour guide because it was in like, it's called Trek America. It's basically like a backpacker thing, but in groups with people of the same sort of age. And I was having a great time, too great, in fact. But our tour guide, he bought a bottle of Patron. 
and I'd never heard of Patron or really known about Patron. You know about Patron? It's like I think it's like really fancy tequila. I might be having this wrong. People might be laughing. But like, it's not fancy. I don't know. It was posed to me at twenty as fancy tequila. Okay. Any. <laughs> Anyway, I was so drunk, so drunk on the Vegas Strip that all I can remember is flashes of like, I'm here and I'm watching the pirate show for the blackout flash. I'm in the Bellagio flash out flash. I'm asleep on the crabs table flash out. I'm being escorted out of the casino because I can't stand up flash out. Now I'm like annoyed. So I just turn around and pee on the door of the casino of the Bellagio of the Bellagio (laughs) blackout flash I just wake up the next morning not knowing how I got there anything like just so horrendously drunk that I just had all I can remember is little flashes like that so that's one um I ended up staying in the Bellagio a few years ago so they got their money out of me in the end don't worry (laughs) I didn't pee in anywhere but the toilet and then the other one the one that's worse, that one, I'm just like, I was just drunk idiot, fine. The one that's worse, that's like traumatized me, uh, ironically me, is <laughs> that um, when I was at uni, there was someone that lived in our uh, in our house because they, they I can't remember, there was an empty room, someone was going to live with, oh, someone was going to live with us and then they dropped out. So we had, we had an empty room last minute. So somebody just filled the room, like some uh, random woman that we didn't know. And uh, there was one night I had a friend from Australia that I'd met from traveling or whatever, and he had come to visit and we we'd got, we were getting, we were drinking and whatever. And she was involved in, in drinking and she started talking to him about his family. I don't, again, I don't really remember, but she was really upsetting him, like sort of poking at him and really upsetting him, supporting him. He was like crying and things. And we were like, what are you doing? Leave him alone. Like stop asking him these things. He was really crying, blah, blah, blah. And then I just, again, like I was so drunk, it's like the flashes. And this is why I don't drink uh, spirits or anything like that. Uh, And I just remember a guy that was there was just like, quick, come in here. And I was like, and we were suddenly in her bedroom and we thought it'd be a good idea to just pee in her wardrobe. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't remember or any of those things. I must have just like completely blo- blocked it out. And then I remembered it like I was talking like years later, but I actually remembered it. Um, so then I had this whole thing of what do I even do with that? Like, as in, it's not like I know this woman and I can just be like, can I pay to have your clothes dry cleaned? Can I buy you new clothes? Um, you know. I think the point is is that she never even knew that it happened. And then I'm like, God, so she just what had pee on her clothes and so all i could think to do was well i can't tell her because that would actually be making it worse right what if she doesn't know and then i tell her now it becomes a traumatic thing right so i had to kind of just swallow it and just be like well i just have to live with that you know and uh and try and make my peace with it i gave money to charities that i knew that she was in support of um from from knowing her and sort of put them in her name just trying to try and put positive energy out there in some way you know of what I think it would have cost to get all her clothes clean I mean I will say that it wasn't my idea I know that's not an excuse I was kind of I was led into it by somebody else but 
there's zero excuses in it, you know, uh, but there's one of them ones where you have to take a high flyers moment and realize I made a mistake. It was stupid. I was young. I was dumb. I was drunk. The, again, these aren't good enough excuses, but my point is, is that, you know, I, I would never behave or expect anyone to behave like that. And like my son, you know, I think this is something that I will end up telling him when the time's right to say don't do things like this because oh. you will feel like this and you will feel stupid about it so like if you want to have a drink fine but don't drink too much don't listen to stupid people um you know that friend actually friend i uh later that year caught him in my room stealing from me red hand stealing from me you know oh. it's like that's the sort of person that he was um so yeah so well, he sounds like a piece of shit, and it sounds like you did as much as you could to redeem yourself from that situation. It's tough. Sometimes you have to just own it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let's hope uh, Peg Leg Luke isn't, you know, peeing in any wardrobes at the end of this episode. I hope not. <laughs> So, so where where do we even go from there? So let, let's kind of follow the path of Lucas and uh, and Haley kind of uh, jointly because uh, Lucas is trying to sort out what costume he's going to wear, something that's going to impress Brooke, and he asks Haley to be a little spy, go and find out what um, Brooke would like, you know, what she into, and I'll, I'll dress up as that. Smart. So Haley um, is then in in the apartment with Brooke trying to play her guitar, trying to come up with songs. And um, Brooke is like, I'll play that a little bit quicker, a little bit quicker. And then just goes into, oh, he's a jolly good fair. Like, and it, it's basically, Hayley has just got writer's block. She's just, since all the stuff with Nathan and all the stuff since like leaving the tour, she can't write a song. She's finding it really difficult. And kind of part of Brooke's path and eventually Nathan's is get is trying to get Hayley back on track with that. Uh, and being you, you know the good songwriter and singer that, that that she is and can be so we'll get back to those bits in a moment um uh lucas goes to see brooke at the shop that she's now working in so she's been making her own costume and everybody's kind of complimenting it and saying it's good but they're also giving her a bit of stick uh for it as they go through and be like you know the devil doesn't have feathers and you know the devil doesn't have this and the devil isn't a a woman and or the devil doesn't have breasts i think Haley says at one point and she's like well in my universe she does and you know it's quite good that he, brooke's kind of taking that side of it and that point uh this episode I, I brooke was kind of back to being brooke it was good you know there were the, still the flirty moments but they were they were with lucas and there was more talk about wanting things to be better for Haley, and she approaches Nathan and says you know come to the party Haley, like she'll be looking smoking hot but she she's doing that because she wants to see you and she'd really appreciate it if you were there and, and that's kind of the 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 brook that we kind of need at the moment I think she's willing to bounce around and be that supportive friend and still have the the brookisms of you know I'm gonna dress up as something sexy and and that's kind of what we're going to go with yeah yeah perfect you're killing it yep <laughs> um with lucas and Haley again 
there's a moment in the cafe and Lucas walks in, they're having a conversation. And this is where she um, kind of reveals to Lucas that she's into, that Brooke is into like Tommy Lee and um, he's like, Tommy Lee, really? Okay. Because she's like, oh, how do you feel about like head to toe um, tattoos? And he's like, okay, fine. And, and that's the direction that we're going to go in. And Lucas goes over to the cash register, opens it up nice and quietly and takes a fairly big chunk of money out and then quietly closes it again. And this whole time, Haley is watching him and is like, oh God, what's, you know, what's he doing? And she doesn't say anything at the time. This is the thing that surprises me is instead of like calling him around to the kitchen and being like, hey, we're best friends. We've known each other forever what are you doing? Do you need money? Are you okay? She leaves it. And it isn't until Karen brings it up later on. And I have to say, Karen is fantastic. I wanted more Karen in this episode and we didn't get it, but we'll get to that as well. Um, rather than bringing it up at the time, she leaves it and, and, and waits for it to be a problem. Like, like it gets brought up. I, I kind of had this thought that Karen's going to be like, well, you can't work at the cafe if I can't trust you. But Karen's probably a bit too nice for that because she is such a close family friend and like part of that part of their family really in that unit so yeah what like when you're watching this from a first time like viewers eyes I wasn't sure why he was taking the money and and it was quite obvious that he's taking it for the heart medication in the end and it's nice that he told Haley. it's kind of good that he's being honest with her now and that that friendship is back and I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to come away from season two Haley, that was a nightmare and I'm back you know into sort of liking Haley again because it's she's more like season one Haley. she's reverted and she even makes that comment herself you know I, I don't need to dress up like a she says something 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 like smoking hussy like, like she, yeah because she's yeah, dressed up as, as Sandy from Greece right when and she's we, done the transition yeah exactly and she's like surely I'm good enough like hit like surely Haley is enough and I thought that was a like not heartbreaking but it was it was close to it it was a really nice sentiment and you kind of think yeah you are good enough don't don't worry about what you know what Brooke's trying to push you to be or 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 if she thinks oh if you if you dress up really pretty and and look like this that and the other you know you'll get noticed more Nathan will notice you because Nathan even says she's always hot she doesn't yeah look any different he and, says that after he's kind of insulted her kind of hasn't he, he gives her like uh he's well, basically i can't he says he doesn't need her to be all dressed up or something like that right well he says to peyton peyton says oh your wife's over there looking like smoking hot or whatever i've said smoking hot like 15 times as well say one more time say one more smoking hot <laughs> yes. so Pey- peyton mentions it so she's over there looking looking hot and he says <laughs> smoking <laughs> Because he says smoking, he says she she always looks hot, and then walks off. And then he says, uh, she she says something like, "Oh, do you like my costume? Do you think I look good?" And he's like, "No, not really, because you know you don't look like you. You're not you, and and I don't I don't like it." Uh, and she's like, "Oh, okay." And then this is when she gets upset and kind of storms off and storms away. This is a pretty like insensitive thing to say from Nathan's standpoint, you know, like as in just be nice. Because uh, like it's like he's being nice but can't bring himself to do it directly to her because he still feels hurt. You know, he's like more comfortable to do it to Peyton, you know, or someone that's not directly her. You know, 
I think he was being nice. I actually have a slightly different view of that. I think he was being nice. He just said it with like a tone that made it feel like an insult. Because then he he tries to rectify it. He's like, oh, Haley, you know, and, and she sort of runs away. But I, I think he's actually trying to say you don't need all that to look hot because or to, to look attractive or anything because he, he's kind of making the point that she makes later on to herself in the mirror and that you're enough you're you're all I ever wanted and needed but it comes out wrong and I, I think that's that's the issue here yeah I agree I think he weaponized it like I think I agree I agree that he was meaning it like in that way but I think he said it was some jab like some sting because he still feels hurt and then I think he realized he went too fast and he's like oh Haley, you know like oh you know shouldn't could have said it in a softer way yeah okay all right I get that I guess that's fair he weaponized you agree it. I, I like agree. that I like that yeah. term. at this point Haley is uh talking to Brooke again this is where she's like wants to go home and have the cookie dough. She's revealed to to Karen that that she's the one taking the money. She saves Lucas here. She says she's the one taking the money. And Karen does say that after payday, the money comes back. So she appreciates um, that the money's coming back, but it's it's being taken under like the wrong. It's it's being handled the wrong way. And all Haley would need to do is ask if she wanted the money. And it would be the same for Lucas, but Lucas has got that fear that he's not going to be allowed to play basketball again. And Karen will probably end up killing him herself because he's known he's got had HCM for for so long now. And she's going to be pissed when she finds out. I mean, she's going to be burning his garage down. That's how <laughs> angry she's going to be. And she's going to be writing little notes on him saying everything you've done boom, fire, you deserve this. Who's pulling you out? Fucking no one. I'm so, so upset that you might die or something happen from HCM that I'm going to kill you myself. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's 100% what Karen is going to do. (laughs) Makes perfect sense. There's no other way. It's it's him or her to the death. Let's go. (laughs) Perfect. The perfect ending to, to at least one of them. Um, <laughs> uh, that's kind of uh, the after that point is when Batman sweeps in again. So Nathan is dressed as Batman. Batman sweeps in through from the shadows and the steam and the dry ice, you know, kind of smoke. Flashes the cape down, takes Haley in a loving embrace, firm grip, leans her back. And kisses her passionately. Wow. You could do erotic audiobooks. <laughs> I'm aroused. <laughs> you were doing uh, what your baby does a minute ago. You just grabbing down there. I'm just checking <laughs> it's still there, Dom. Don't judge me. Still attached. <laughs> You're pulling Is it, it there? That okay. You're pulling okay. it that way. It's not going to be attached long, mate. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Shocking. Sorry, I've got my inhalers behind me. Oh, you have, I can see them. Nice. Breathable <laughs> I had, apparatus. I had to go have an asthma review the other day, so I had to take them with me. Guess what? Still got asthma. <laughs> it's still there. Lungs are still <laughs> fucked. 
Did you hide it from your mum? Are you taking money out the till to pay for your inhaler? Yes. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of my mum's cafe, famously. She's always had a cafe. She's always been great with cooking. You've known that since childhood. <laughs> a cafe in uh, Guernsey that only does uh, bird's eye potato waffles and beans. And burn. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Smother it with vinegar and salt and ketchup. It'll be all right. And then when you're not looking, Dom, I'll pour a bit of salt in your Coke for a laugh. Yeah. The good old days. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Anyway, back to uh, One Tree Hill. <laughs> if we have to. The... <laughs> when are we going to talk about Pamela Anderson entering? We'll get to that. I'm, I'm sort of finishing Haley's path and we'll come back to Lucas. Okay. 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 So, uh, she has the kiss. This is where in the watch along you said, you asked me a question. Oh no, we, we got a bit further along when Haley and Lucas meet up again in the apartment, and you asked me a question um, about who's in the picture that uh, who was Nathan phoning, and I yeah. said I, I assumed it was the girl in the picture that he was looking at at the time, whoever that may be. And then I said, um, but it wasn't Nathan in the Batman costume at the end. And Did they call him that? Mystic Mac? Because he predicts these things. <laughs> was I getting hate in the uh, in the group no. chat? Or... No, ne- never. You've never got any hate. Firstly, I wouldn't stand for it. But secondly, you're beloved. You're beloved. Excellent. You're not out here peeing on people. You're good. <laughs> I haven't urinated in anyone's wardrobe. Um... All right, Dom. It was a mistake. <laughs> I claimed it. Jesus. I can't even edit it out now. Tell me oh, something that you did that you're embarrassed of. One thing. Um, Come on. There must be one. One thing you've done in life where you're like, that was a mistake. I messed up. I was drunk. I whatever. I learned from it. We move on. Give me I've, one. I've got one thing that I'm very, very ashamed of, but I'd rather yes. not. I'd rather not share it on a podcast. I'll That's tell fair. you afterwards. Fair enough. I'll That's tell you fine. afterwards. But I'm not going to share it here. Fair. Should I have not shared the wardrobe thing? Did it no, cross the line? The wardrobe thing's brilliant. <laughs> I have worse. I mean, <laughs> oh god, this thing. The, the this thing I'm ashamed of is is because it was uh, that something I'd done was um, it wasn't a very nice thing, and I was pushed into it by someone else. Like I was, I was coerced into doing um, something that's just really, really not a nice thing to do and um upset someone uh that i went to school with just randomly as well it wasn't it wasn't anyone that was ever nasty or anything like that and it, it was just a stupid teenage thing to do and i just went along with it and yeah it involved a text message and the text message said something quite horrible and actually i didn't want to send that i wanted to say something jokey and a bit silly Something light, yeah. And the person that was with me said, "No, no, let's let's send this." And it was from my phone. And then I got mm. in a lot of trouble. And it was horrible. It was a horrible situation. And I regret it massively to this very day. I should have just said, "No, fuck off," but I didn't because I didn't want to lose my friend. Stupid. But isn't that funny? How that's I mean, similar and not similar, but similar in that it wasn't your idea, right? Like mm. it wasn't my idea to go do the like. Sometimes you. It's like people pleasing or just going along with it. But but 
but you have to take the positives out of it of what you learn and the feeling that you feel is to net to not be repeated you know not to say that you know some people don't learn those lessons they continue doing these stupid things and being hurtful and they don't have that remorse or that conscience to to better themselves like you know it's you develop over time and uh, we all make mistakes we all do dumb things in fact on I'll just say this really quickly because I know we're running out of time. But the the I the episode that you weren't able to be on, there's one episode you weren't able to be on. So it must have been towards the end of season two. I think it was one with Sophie on, or maybe she was maybe she saw you. I can't remember. But I, I wrote it in briefly, didn't I? You pop yeah, you popped in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um I wrote in the blurb of it on the show notes. Because I was gonna say I had something prepared that I wanted to say, but but like you know, with you on there, and so it didn't work out. So I just put it on there, and it was about how we always see ourselves as the hero of our own story, right? Like as in in our own mind, it's our story. We're our Truman Show. We're the hero, but actually, there we play the villain as well. And there's times where we are our own villain. And I wrote this whole thing about how yes, I have had a bit of a crazy life and I never thought that I had until this podcast and some <laughs> other times of actually reflecting on I, I at the beginning when I had lockdown I mean I think you know this I think it was pretty clear maybe we haven't actually spoken about it but I was pretty close to having a bit of a mental breakdown um I had we had to, I went to therapy all kinds of things and it was happening because for the first time ever my business stopped my life kind of stopped. It was about to have a baby. And I kind of like everything that had been my, like it all hit me at the same sort of time. Um, and it, but from it, a lot of good things happened. I reached out to someone that I was in a car accident with. I hadn't spoken to for years. I reached out to my sister that I hadn't spoken to, to for years and all these other things um, and helped compartmentalize all of these things. But also realized there was a lot of things that I basically went through like a recovery of like what an alcoholic goes through of the, not that I was ever an alcoholic or anything, but these steps of making amends for things and balancing the scales with things where you felt like you've done wrong, you know, and I've been pretty good at that over the years. But anyway, I was saying there's things like, you know, like I stole things when I was uh, a teenager or an adolescent, not like from people, like from, like we were saying Tesco sandwiches and, things from like big and bigger things but things from like nameless organizations but unlike I did things where I tallied all of that money up I worked it out and then donated it to their charities and doubled it and donated it to the charity and all, all these kind of things to try and put things right and all these other things I wrote it out very specifically in, in my words and put it it's on Patreon somewhere but my point is, is that we all make mistakes. We all do dumb things. But what is important is how you get through those things, how you learn from those things and how you work to put those things right or work to to balance it out, you know, and then tip the balance the other way uh, to being even better. Like, I, you know, I give to I'm not going to list what I do, but, you know, it's the. <laughs> it's the whole human experience and people go through it in different ways. You know, that I, I mean, I know you Dom, there's you have, you have probably made far, far, far less sort of mistakes than, than I have, but we have, but we have different lives, you know, and we've been through different experiences and been through different things and I can't live yours and you can't live mine and no one can live anybody else's. It's all unique to us, you know? 
and uh but what it is is about who we who we are as people and who we are in the core and you're one of the best people i know inside and out and you always have been from when we were kids you've just always i you you've just always been that guy solid and uh just rambling now the end (laughs) you've always been that guy for me as well you know i know we had a we had a big gap you know people know this about us anyway we had a big gap uh, with different schools and different friendship groups and all sorts where we we kind of lost touch and it's so nice to have this and and be back to kind of that feeling of how it used to be you know and and re reinvigorate reignited um the the friendship that was kind of always there this is our second coming this is jesus times <laughs> and it's a do you know what it's a deeper level because we have been through our own experiences and we've grown as people and it's like we are friends on like a deep level you know like that's why i can feel i can we're, we're lucas we're lucas and Haley. yeah in this example that's exactly what we are right now i guess which one's which well you're gonna have to be lucas because you know you're identical and i'll be Haley because you know i'm talented <laughs> and we're secret <laughs> and we're secretly in love with each other that's it right oh, last, thing I, well, last thing last <laughs> thing no <laughs> secret <laughs> the only other thing i'll say is i think if this podcast was with anybody else besides my wife i don't think i would tell any of these stories it's because it's with you and i feel comfortable to do it so yeah good stuff god we've gone deep can we talk about pamela anderson yet uh we'll get onto that now yeah so anyway it was chris keller that was dressed as batman and kissed her um (laughs) but you didn't uh, call that you you knew it was not nathan so who did you think it was i you said who who did you think it was and i i just joked mouth i i hadn't quite put the the chris keller aspect in i i hadn't factored him in at all so I, I I couldn't make that decision. It would have been brilliant if it was Lucas. <laughs> Snuck out, changed costume, uh, <laughs> and had, and had kissed her. That, that would been have been crazy. Hell of a twist. And then because he wouldn't have to take any of the the fake tattoos and stuff off, and then he could be back dressed as that when he uh, when he goes and visits oh, her. That would have been amazing. Imagine that would have been a better twist. Mm. I mean, it messes up the whole Brooke stuff, but fuck, <laughs> fuck it, balls to the wall, let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would, I would have liked that to have happened, but we see that Chris um, has the the bat costume, the bat suit in his uh, in his room when he reappears in his room. I don't know how he knew Nathan was going as Batman, so I I don't know if we ever find that out. Hopefully, we do, but um, yeah. I guess not unless unless nathan said i'm going to this party i'll be batman if you want to find me (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of in that moment we'll just cover up let's cover off nathan and chris at the end here quickly because um we find out that chris actually sent nathan a letter and like he jokes about the, the perfume in it and this that and the other and nathan gets in touch with him and says like i need you to make Haley." good at music again like give her that drive and that energy and that you know the the will to to create because that's what you're good at you bring that out in Haley, and you need, and she needs that right now 
and then he he starts making jokes because he he can't be serious for like three seconds which is fine because i'm fairly similar sometimes um and he's like you know it's gonna be it's gonna cost you there's the recording studio there's the equipment there's my time i like that watch you know he kind of goes to this whole list and nathan is like i will crush you if you like that sort of thing which is which is brilliant so it's it's good that nathan is doing these things kind of behind the scenes that love is still there and that care um it it it's kind of still spells to me that this year of separation is going to be a very difficult year so this season of so-called separation before they can get divorced is, is going to be a challenge because I, I i can't see them getting divorced at the end of the season i think they'll that it might be uttered again you know through through the next few episodes and you know even up or up to the end of the season but i can't see them actually getting divorced i think they'll end up back together they might even renew vows and he eats the rest of his sandwich. That's the only payment he wants. But do you, uh, is your opinion changing on Chris Keller or no? He was, he was amusing in this, in this episode. I, I just don't want him to like continuously interfere. Like if Haley is going to revert and be the Haley that we, we want, she'll be choose a girl and like sweet musician. Great. But if he's going to come in and start complicating things again, it's, it's just going to be frustrating. But at least in this occasion, Nathan has asked for it. Nathan is the one that suggested it and put it together and said this needs to happen because she wants to do music but she's she's struggling she's got this writer's block and you bring out the best in her so you know Nathan is is being quite grown up about this he's recognized that this is something that she needs and will benefit from and is making it happen so like well done him yeah it's a good moment good moment shall we head back to Tommy Lee and yeah pamela pamela <laughs> so uh lucas dressed as tommy lee approaches brooke and brooke's like what the hell are you wearing kind of laughs she made the suggestion to Haley, knowing that it would get back to lucas and how easily manipulated he can be i suppose into doing this and it kind of puts her off because she's not interested what's funny is that the motley crew song girls 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 is playing as he enters and like approaches this whole situation so quite quite clever of of one tree hill there not sure how many people would pick that out i i, I you know it's it was it was good though it was a smart thing to do i couldn't name you one motley Crue song i mean I, that's the only one i knew so okay <laughs> it was good that they played it <laughs> um so that was playing he's then talking to brooke and mysterious Pamela appears and says, "Hey, I'm like Pamela. I, she doesn't give a real name. Does she give uh, a real no, name? she just says she's Pamela, and we we go together or something, or oh, I think we're a thing again or something like that." Yeah, because uh, her and Tommy Lee in real life were always like on and off, weren't they? They had a very strange relationship. Um, Act and... like you haven't seen the tapes online. Act <laughs> like you haven't seen them. You're a liar, a liar. Aren't you? Aren't you? You were 13 and had a you know dial-up internet connection. Uh I don't think I did. No, I would what? have watched it yours. <laughs> Get that noise. <laughs> Simon, I need to use the phone. But dad, Pamela, Tommy Lee. <laughs> 
Oh, I've got a great story, but there's not enough time. Just remind me at some point to tell a story about when I got caught um, uh, printing off. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, it's a sad story in the end, actually. Do you remember China from WWF, WWE? I do. She ended up doing Playboy and someone at my school was obsessed with her and didn't have a printer. So I was like, oh, don't worry, I'll find the pictures online and print them for you and bring them to you at school. Uh, I went home, I did it, found them, printed them off, did nothing nefarious with them. I'm not even joking, nothing nefarious, just printed them off and put them in my bag like a good boy for the next day to give it to my friend. I was being a great friend. Yeah. Uh, but I forget that my mom used to also pack my uh, books at the end of the night for my subjects for the next day. And so <laughs> my mom went in, my mom, because, you know, mommy's boy. And so uh, my mom went in and uh, found the pictures and then thought it'd be best to give them to my dad. And then my dad thought it'd be best to call me downstairs for a conversation. <laughs> Awkward. It, they, but they did it all delicately. Like, look, we know you're of a certain age and you want to look at these things. I'm like, no, I was doing it for a friend. Yes, a friend. But... <laughs> so, yeah, well, there you go. I hope your friend appreciated the... Uh the torment of the conversation you had to have just to get him a picture of China. <laughs> yeah. Sad. Mm, it's okay. It's fine. Anyway, we get back to Lucas as Tommy Lee and Pamela. Might be one of the worst episodes I've ever done. Yep. Go yeah. ahead. Not the worst. <laughs> There's so many bad ones out there. Um, <laughs> I joke, I joke. Um... <laughs> Simon. Simon. Um, so Pamela is dancing with Tommy Lee. Uh, they're getting jiggy, and Lucas looks a little bit uncomfortable dancing, but she's she's loving life. She's you know almost grinding on him, and uh, Brooke is looks a little bit jealous. Um, and Brooke Brooke in this episode isn't like chasing after anyone else or anything like that. So I kind of like that Brooke is in a bit more sensible place. So the last two episodes, I was I wasn't very uh kind about Brooke. I wasn't overly keen on her storyline um for both the previous two episodes. With this one it was a little bit better, a little bit more progressive. You can see that she's creating, she's making clothing. This is gonna build up to something, you know, someone's gonna realise her talent or or suggest it and then she's gonna realise her talent for creating and designing stuff and we're gonna run with that, I guess, in in the future. That's gonna be something that happens, I think. Okay. Yeah. Should um, we talk about Dan and Deb? Was that was that it for for Brooke? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh and then Brooke and uh it was Lucas and Haley kind of finish off the episode as well. And it well, it's just Brooke and Haley that finish off the episode because um Brooke is talking about Lucas to Haley. Haley has has found out that he's taking the money from the cash register because he's buying his medication with it. And then he pays it back. And Haley says something that's really heartfelt and quite sweet. Uh, when she says, be careful with his heart or something like that. Because yeah, it's more fragile than you think. Something like that. that. Yeah. And this might set alarm bells going with, with Brooke a little bit. Because she has that curious look about her rather than the Col- whatever. So The Columbo look. The Columbo, yeah. <laughs> 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 Just one more. 
was just yeah. one more thing, wasn't it? Just one more thing. Was it just one more thing? You'd walk out and then you'd go, yeah, just what? Yeah, and like Columbo it. Just one more thing. <laughs> Columbo, great. You've seen all of TV, haven't you? Uh, I've seen bits of Columbo. <laughs> You've seen it all. We've had like guests on and stuff, and they've been like, Oh, I was in an episode of this, and you're like, Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That's great. What do you mean? It was like some obscure, like (laughs) Canadian soap opera from the 70s, and you caught an episode of it, you know? Why not? Just check this shit out. (laughs) Check this shit out. (laughs) What should we talk about, Dan and Deb? Dan and Deb had my favorite storyline of this entire episode dan is brutal deb is hilarious i loved their storyline what how much fun was this episode with them in it so good i mean you didn't get to hear that part because it would have been a spoiler but when barbara allen woods was on the podcast she said that this was her favorite stuff to film ah gutted i would i would have loved to have uh, i would love to be able to talk to her about it now because it was brilliant and that him from him walking in on the mayor and saying you know the two skanky hookers line uh was brilliant it's like no offense ladies you know it's just like just so i've got you he like knew he was doing that you pissed me off in the last episode because you said um white gets to keep his job and that's it i'm coming for you now and now he's like campaigning to be mayor and and this is on the leadership to to dan scott for president this has got to be He's got to be going, eventually it'll be governor, senator, whatever way around comes, you know, is, is, is higher. And then, and then it'll be president. There's, there's no, there's no two ways about it. Season nine, episode one, Dan Scott voted in president. His Kanye. inauguration. Kanye, vice president. It's happened. <laughs> Dan and Kanye. Oh gosh. What? Well, the uh if you listen back which i'm sure you never will but uh in season one at some point it might even be in the pilot you say something about something or other and i say yeah imagine if he becomes mayor oh do you i like say it directly to you because i had people messaging me being like you're crazy you can't say things like that and i was like he doesn't know he He knows what i tell him he knows what i tell him he knows now (laughs) out of the dms now I still don't know if he becomes mayor. He might not win. He might have opposition. True story. But I I just, but you'll see as we go along, there are several things right from the beginning that I just told you straight up. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you'll see. One again. (laughs) Never. I've got someone that's uh, the message the other day say that they're, they were driving from somewhere to Orlando, somewhere far to orlando and they were like they listened to like loads of our episodes just back to back they just signed up on oh it's harrison uh, he just signed up on patreon is like yeah my wife and i were just listening they're like we just got they're like we just got to the episode with uh keith a slab of beef dot, dot, dot. <laughs> great song well that was a great song <laughs> so yeah so they're going through the back catalog it's crazy harrison's in for so much fun <laughs> So many slabs of beef. Um, but which was we we had the taser in the bed. We had uh, the Deb buying all of the clothes. We had Deb with the yoga teacher being stretched out and throwing, uh, getting rid of Dan's bed. 
and we had the super gluing of the phone to her face and the air horn. I mean, that was that that was, that, cool. that was had your biggest reaction, right? That was such a funny moment. What that was hilarious, and that he was being all nice and sentimental, and this and she and he's like, the reason I'm saying this to you is because I'm waiting for the glue to dry, <laughs> and then it's like she's trying to pull it off and you see it like come away from her skin it's like actually attached to her face and then it's the the air horn and oh my god i'm not going to say the line because i don't want to spoil it but when i say that as my favorite line at the end of the episode but uh he's brutal they're both brutal when she's just got this taser because she's like yeah fine gets into bed gets something out the drawer and i'm thinking what she got out the drawer what what a weird thing to do and then it's (laughs) he just goes flying I was like, oh, that's fan. That was brilliant. And their storyline was amazing. She came rocking in like Jackie Kennedy, like, got to have the clothes, you know, the campaign clothes, got to have the get up. It's expensive. Here's the bill, bitch. Pay that. It's just like, what a great episode they had. Loved it. I have to say, and not in like a uh, perverse way or anything, but Barbara Allen Woods you were looking divine in this episode (laughs) just saying it you're looking great you look great now you look great then am i wrong you're not wrong my friend you're not wrong well um i does it make you want to talk to both of them more now i'll have them on an episode together like that would be amazing that would be hilarious or and to try and get them to like recreate a scene (sighs) that would be wouldn't it maybe we could recreate it somehow. Like I could be the mayor and you could be the cocaine. I try and snort you. Or you be done. I'll be Deb and I'll taser you. (laughs) Your face. then. (laughs) Such disappointment. Why do I have to always be tased? (laughs) Every time you always try and tase me. Hug me, love me. Touch me. <laughs> you can glue a phone to my face. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Air horn, air horn me. <laughs> oh, excellent. So, so we... yeah, where do you think that's going to go then? Well, I, I actually hope that these pranks continue for at least another couple of episodes because they're hilarious. So we know that Dan um, has uh, post-dated the divorce papers for two months. So hopefully it continues for a little while longer. Excellent. Well, we're at a point now where Nicole is going to come in. So Nicole will come in, we'll finish off these bits, and then we'll get into her her part. So we are joined by Nicole from Australia. Nicole, we feel like we know you so well because we speak to you every week in the watch along. And Don was just saying earlier on in, in this episode that how grateful humbled and overwhelmed we are that you know you guys over there you know get up early to join us um so yeah we just really appreciate you well i appreciate you guys so thank you feelings mutual (laughs) it's great to have our aussie friends jump on uh the the kind of watch along with us so early and mm. and enjoy the chat and get involved and it's brilliant and we 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 love it and we love talking to you i see loads of your stuff on instagram now which is brilliant and yeah really enjoy mm-hmm. the, the friendship and connection that we now all have yeah no, likewise i think it's good nice little community yeah. you guys are building yeah definitely <laughs> well we um we 
overrun on our first section so as you know that we've we've mixed up we've changed the the format of the podcast so mm-hmm. dom and i do our bit at the beginning talk about the episode and then our raven comes on and then we talk about their journey with one tree hill and 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 their story and then we go into the judgments but as you'll hear when you hear this podcast back we went into some deep deep things uh in this episode it's ranged from horribly embarrassing stories that we regret from our personal lives to uh things that have come out about one tree hill in the news to what are some lighter funny things um nothing (laughs) it's been quite a deep episode so we need you to lighten it up but we we're at a point where we've we've only got a couple we've still got a couple characters to cover so met could was hoping you could okay. help us cover the last couple and then we'll go into the other bit yeah all right um okay cool you let me know where you want to start because i'm not sure who you've done who you haven't what what we could do is kind of so we've kind of we've gone through um lucas haley brooke a, a fair amount of nathan and Chris, and then we've just and touched Deb on Deb and Dan. So if you could just give us, like, what I'd really like to hear is kind of your thoughts and feelings on their journeys of this episode. And then what we can do is talk about Peyton and Larry and Peyton and Mouth kind of all together, if that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. So we, we started with Lucas and Haley and their journey, and I described yeah. it as season one Lucas and Haley they're kind of reverting that friendship mm. back and it's really nice to see and then I've, I've also compared uh, me and Simon to Lucas and Haley because we had a gap in our friendship for a little mm-hmm. while he's obviously Lucas I'm obviously Haley um, <laughs> and you know, we just talked about them uh, throughout the episode we talked about them quite a bit so kind of what are your uh, Lucas and Haley thoughts for this episode? Um, for this episode I think it's quite it's a nice mix of being quite light and fun, especially at the beginning with the costumes. Um, and then I guess they lose each other a little bit in the middle because it's sort of filled with other characters and other interactions with um, like Brooke and, and Peyton. Um, that's more of a Peyton thing, but just that interaction at the party. Anyway, we'll get back to that. <laughs> but just I, like, I quite like the scene at the end when he comes to Kaylee's to check on her um and she's like she turns out she's okay and I just yeah I love what he says about oh maybe I should get Nathan to kiss me I thought that was a pretty funny line um but I do like seeing almost like them being reunited after being apart most of season two as well it's it's nice I think it sort of brings because that was the core of the show really well I know there's basketball but I think their friendship is a big part of it as well so I'm really glad to see them more scenes with them together and sort of almost building not I mean there was a gap and obviously those roots are still there and it doesn't seem to be a lot of animosity towards her or and I don't think there ever was from Lucas but it's just sort of nice to see that where there are other friendships or dynamics or relationships that have changed for Hayley with other people it stayed constant with Lucas I think that's really important for her, at least, to sort of try to get back to some normality and just be like a teenager in school, (laughs) doing a senior year. So, yeah, I I quite like it. It's good. It's a good good thing that they're going back to. 
Uh, and what about if we throw Nathan into the mix then and his kind of parallel storyline with um, with Haley, and then mm. adding Chris in, into that mix as well? I love Chris. <laughs> How? How can Chris. anyone love him? He's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but he he serves a purpose. Um, and the character, I just think, brings a little bit of lightness to the show. He almost, he's a bit of like the male Brooke equivalent in some ways, I think. And I think that's why I like him. He's a bit cheeky. <laughs> um, but with that dynamic and Nathan's parallel I think it's quite clever of Nathan and I think that's really the only way he's going to be able to see if he can actually trust her is if, you know, if she does decide to work with him. Um, yeah, like I guess that's what broke the relationship. So it might be the only thing that can repair it. So, it's, yeah. it's really interesting that you bring up that, that trust element. Actually, I hadn't really considered that point of view in that not necessarily that it's a test, but, it's that kind of sentiment. Let's let's put these two together in a room mm. and see how she mm. reacts. Because if it if it then becomes a thing, I know where I stand, and mm. I'm not in that picture anymore. That's that's a really really good mm. kind of thought provo- provoking um, mm. thought just in general. Because my my view on it was that um, or is mm. that uh, Nathan is kind of doesn't want to detach himself from Haley and wants her mm. to continue to bloom and be this creative musician and the only way that's going to happen and that he can help her do that is with with Chris's help because Brooke Brooke Mm. comes to Nathan in this episode and says I'm sick Mm. of hearing her rewrite the same song Mm. over and over again that isn't even her song Uh, I can't remember what song she she says wing beneath my winds Winds or something like that yeah perfect yeah yeah Mm. and uh i've heard that so many times it's so annoying so nathan's like clocked onto mm. the fact that okay she's struggling creatively who helped mm. her creatively chris let's get him back involved because it's something she loves and is passionate about so let's get the ball rolling on that but i really like the angle kind mm. of you're seeing on it as well that's that's brilliant mm. yeah i think it's definitely a mix of both he it's clear like he even says like i love her i this is part of her i want want her to succeed in this um that i yeah i also wonder if it's more is it an action speak louder than words because she's come back and this is what she's saying but she said you know she said that she loved me and she married me like a year ago and then she just left so i need to see that you're real like which is valid yeah and one very very important question this probably this could be the question of the whole episode maybe even the whole season who was the better batman <laughs> That's to both of you, by the way. <laughs> That's a trick question. I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> Simon, I, I think I think Nathan's got to be the better Batman. I think he's filling that suit out better. You know, <laughs> I can't, I mean, in general, I don't mean in the groin, Dom. You're sick, but <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I didn't even consider that. But okay. <laughs> Mouth okay. would be the best Batman if that was the case. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that's his utility belt. <laughs> go, go, gadget, something. Oh, that's Gadget Man. Is it get no? Inspector gadget Man. Oh, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I'm always getting them theme tunes wrong. Um, just to go back on the point of. Uh, testing Nady, Nady, Nathan and Haley, Nady's relationship. 
I think that's completely right. And I think Nathan needs that for his own insecurities. Like I think he will always have this, these insecurities without letting, seeing how that would unfold, you know, seeing that Haley is going to be trustworthy. So I think that's a great point, Nicole. I, uh, yeah, I fully agree. I hadn't really conceived it like that either. So I think that's great. Coming up with that mm-hmm. at seven in the morning as well. Wow. <laughs> that's impressive oh yeah I, I don't I didn't even pre-plan this I was so prepared last time I'm like I'm just gonna wing it this time and hope for the best yeah <laughs> what we do every you, week <laughs> you didn't sleep last night did you you just stayed awake watching the episode over and yeah. over again to prepare yeah, I went to sleep to it yeah you're right Osmosis. you didn't sleep you just finished watching it again for the seventh time <laughs> <laughs> um okay so I, I mean, I don't think I have much more. Um, I do agree Nathan would fill out the suit better. But, again, like Chris Keller, it's hard. Um, yeah, I don't Is Was there anything else that I've missed with Nathan in this episode? No, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him for how he's acting towards Hayley at all. Probably being more civil than most people would be so yeah definitely yeah. I, I, I mm. agree with that i think he's being very grown up mm. mm-hmm. very <laughs> mature very different to season one nathan yes totally mm-hmm. he's left the door open hasn't he it's not like mm. he's completely shut her out but he is being kind of a bit cold but he's there's still the window of opportunity for her to mm. uh you know get back in as well there's something i would like to say is that he's left the door it's probably better in an australian accent as well as slightly ajar <laughs> slightly, slightly ajar excellent yep. you're welcome <laughs> just let me know anytime <laughs> oh dear i really enjoyed that yeah it's not it's not open heaps but just ajar yeah mm. <laughs> Apes. I mean, it, I don't think it's quite to the extent of him playing her hot and cold. I mean, it, it could come across like that, but maybe it's a lukewarm. Um, just to use another analogy. Anyway. <laughs> well, we were just talking about uh, about Deb and Dan and all of their, you know, pranks in the back and forth. And we were just saying how that's like our favourite part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel about all of that? That was, yeah, that was definitely the favourite part and the favourite storyline of this episode. Um, it's just, like, quality manipulation from Dan to play on, like, Deb's, you know, motherly instinct slash love for Nathan just to get his way. Um, and I, my favourite's probably the taser <laughs> in bed <laughs> and the line that she says afterwards, like, sweet dreams, Danny boy, I'm like... Right. And Good. then she, like flashes it again. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just terrifying. So <laughs> yeah. I think the yeah, the episodes would have I think it needed something like that. Um so I think because I guess that situation itself is quite a I mean it's quite a serious thing. And she thought she was sort of getting out and getting a bit of a finally getting away. And now he's reeled her back in and basically using her or using that image to campaign for mayor so yeah I don't know and I just I just love Paul Johansson's like delivery of every line (laughs) and just how he's like talking to on the phone really softly and almost romantically (laughs) 
it's all of a sudden just waiting for the glue to dry. And, you know, I'm going to deafen you with this giant little horn thing. Or, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was great. I mean, Simon and I were just discussing uh, that we would love to have uh, Paul and Barbara back on the podcast together. And we suggested mm-hmm. recreating the, the, these scenes, but me and Simon play the parts. So <laughs> Simon will be down, I'll be Deb, he gets tased, I get a phone stuck to my face and deafened. And that's kind of what we're going for. <laughs> not many yeah. people might not know this if they haven't gone deep into the back catalogue, but we had um, Rule D. Lewis, who played uh, Junior Bevel, who's one of the bobsledders in Cool Runnings. And Dom didn't know that I was going to do this. I didn't know I was going to do this. But partway through the podcast, we were talking about the bit where it's like in the mirror, you know, cool run-ins, right? You've seen Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. There's the bit where he's in the mirror and it's his character. And he's like, I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother that won't take no crap out of nobody. And he goes, once again. And I sort of, I just started doing it. And I just threw it over to Dom without him knowing to make him do the line. And you did it. And then not only did you do it, he then did it with <gasps> us on the podcast. Yeah. That was so cool. So some, cool. Sometimes that was one that like landed, but I would hate for it to be like, we try that and, you know, it just kind of lands flat, you know, and, and doesn't mm. quite hit. <laughs> I go like, remember this, Paul and Barbara, and I just electrocute you. <laughs> Sweet dreams, like, Simon. What, what are you doing? <laughs> We're trying to entertain you, Paul and yeah. Barbara. <laughs> Enjoy <Jesus>. our podcast. <laughs> well, thank God for editing. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's and true. And I don't like doing it, but thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Do you know, this fun. Every on the first couple episodes, you won't ever hear an um. You won't hear a single erm. I edited out every single erm. I used to sit there and edit them. And after about episode six, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Let's just stop making mistakes. <laughs> well, um, so should we talk about Peyton and Larry? Because we haven't really spoken about them. We uh, haven't Nic- discussed them yet. Nicole, tell us a bit about Peyton and Larry in this one and how you feel about them. Um... I think I really like Larry in this episode. Um, I I think he he's just doing his best to sort of try to support and encourage his daughter. Um, and also, I don't know, I feel like he has to sort of, sort of sit with Peyton where she's really resistant with the idea of Ellie and she's dealing with her feeling of betrayal and being lied to, um, being very surly about it, which, I mean, I suppose I don't know what that's like, but like you know, I'm not been in her situation, but I can understand. I assume that it would be pretty awful. Um, and and then not him not knowing that he doesn't know about the cancer, or he doesn't know that it's terminal. I can't remember which one it is. Sorry. Um, and then just that, and then going to Ellie. Um, and then Ellie and that conversation with Ellie and that comparison that she makes was a pretty low blow. Um, but I just think he just sort of portrays like the real caring, empathetic, sorry, can't speak, empathetic type father, but also can, 
the pull, I guess puller and line to an extent at the same time. Like he can play both roles as sort of soft, sort of hard sort of combination. Um, and I'm, I am glad that, you know, he is able to encourage her to actually approach Ellie and you know, tell her that she doesn't, she has time and she has, which is what she didn't have with her mum, Anna. Um, and I'm also glad that Peyton listens because I feel like she spent the last few episodes just not listening <laughs> to anybody. Um, and again, it's probably a lot of emotions going on, so it'd be hard to even think rationally. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that she does go to Ellie, um, and and that seems to then she comes back and says, "Well, I didn't really need to know who my real dad is because I already do." Um, so I think that's really nice because he's just so absent like the first two seasons. So it's nice to have that, see that relationship and actually see what it is like. Is this, like you could tell like when I guess Larry was there that, yeah, he was a dad, but he was doing the best for his daughter and his family and what he thought was best. But now him being more present. Um, yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um, and yeah. I, was, I, was, I found the um, conversation between Larry and Ellie in the ho- in the motel hotel, whatever it was, holiday. Mm. And, yeah, um, <laughs> very um, kind of difficult at the beginning because he walks in as like, "Why didn't you tell me is Peyton at mm. risk?" And it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, let's let's pump the brakes a bit, Larry. Let's calm down. She's she's just sort of she's just kind of getting herself back together and trying to make amends for things that have gone wrong in her life to you know because she you know is ill she's she has this Mm. you know this horrible disease that is uh could be you know fatal and Mm -hmm. his immediate i i understand it's the the protection of of peyton and and wanting to protect his daughter um but he it's like immediately like all guns are blazing mm. why, why didn't you say anything is she at risk and she's like i don't know and like she immediately reacts back and it's like whoa whoa, mm. whoa 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 we just need to let's just calm it down and then it eases into that conversation that should have happened like are you okay like kind of what's mm. going on do you know what stage you're at and she's like oh, i don't know it's, it's all a bit up in the air so i, mm. I don't what does ellie do for a job does she have a job is this ever discovered does she not work now I don't think we know at this point, but mm. I, we do find out. Okay. Because um, I'm like, she got health insurance. We've had the conversation before. We've talked about this with Lex a lot. Mm. It's ridiculously expensive. Is she is she taking the marijuana because she can't get medication for mm. you know what she needs or she can't get the, the right treatment because she hasn't got the insurance for it and she can't afford it? This is why I think she'll end up living with Peyton and Larry and they'll become like a little family unit. Um, I did think possibly something romantically would happen between Ellie and Larry, but I, I don't think that's going to happen now. I think it will be, uh, you need to come and live with us and we'll look after you. And that'll be the Peyton getting to know her birth mother kind of scenario. Mm. Yeah, you know, one thing I would just say about Kevin Kilner is playing you know new larry larry 2.0 i think if he had played larry in season one even though we only got you know bits of him here and there 
I think we might all feel a bit differently about Larry. Like, I think the way that he grounds him and feels like a, we said this in the last episode, I think that he feels like he's away on his boat and whatever. And we think, well, he's just trying to, he's just trying to support his family. He's doing the best that we, he can do other Larry first Larry we're just like he just hates Peyton and just wants to be on the boat and get as far away from her as possible or he hates his life or he's just off off on a jolly that's what we'd say is that an Australian thing as well to be on the jolly well when you said that I thought you were doing something that was fun so no I don't think so (laughs) (laughs) you're having a good time somewhere no yeah 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 Yeah. if you're off if you're off on a jolly dom how use jolly in a sentence please dom um i've been stuck here for hours podcasting while you buggered off on a jolly there we go yeah (laughs) yeah sleep is fun you're right (laughs) (laughs) well do do you guys think if kevin kilner had been there from the start do you think we might have a different perception of larry from the early seasons i think so i do because as much as when Ellie says oh, something like, oh, like you've been, uh, I can't remember the line exactly, but she compares her, or one of them compares her cancer to him being really absent, like with work. And my part of me was like, oh, oh, geez, like I don't completely disagree with that. But at the same time, like, again, like you said, Simon, like he was like, he's trying to provide. It was a bit different. And, you know, she obviously had her, had her reasons for giving Peyton up for adoption at 17 or however old she was. So yeah, maybe if, because you're right, I feel he does have a real grounding kind of influence. There's just, he just plays, I feel like he plays a range of emotions, whereas maybe with the other Larry, we didn't, we didn't get to see that. Maybe the story just didn't allow for it, but that actor, yeah, you didn't, I guess you just didn't see it. So maybe, I think you're right. Maybe we would. Yeah, I don't know. Tom? I think, I think if, we had, <laughs> if we had previous Larry doing these scenes, mm it might not have the right sentiment and i think that's mm. like how like maybe a, a a slightly easier way to look at it um because like i think kevin kilner does a really really good job and would have done a really good job on the the brief number of episodes that he's in like larry is in season one and two and then come in and smash it in season three so it's almost like they wrote larry in more knowing that the actor would be maybe a little bit better a little mm. bit more attuned to what they're after so yeah i think i think larry has been included more because of the actor not necessarily because of i don't think they replaced him i don't think they replaced the actor because he was already in more i think be, I, am i making any sense yeah i, I don't think, think so, maybe he they felt that actor would fit the storyline or whatever they were trying to like portray, like come across. Yeah, I think yeah, you said it, it better. It, yeah, I know what you mean. Kevin Gillan's going to do a great job of this. Let's get yes. him more teams and let's write more in for him because he's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Agreed. Do, you, do you guys know that the, the OG Larry is about to be in the next season of Cobra Kai? Is it? Because, because he was the villain in the third Karate Kid movie. So they're about to bring him, is in the trailer for season four of Cobra Kai. So he's about to be massive again. I think you told me that before. You told me, you, you, and you sent me the clip of him in, in the Karate Kid film. 
So crazy. Okay. OG Larry is about to is about to get some big checks, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, uh she Peyton dresses up as the angel of death. This is, mm. you know, I always say to you, Dom, when when there's like iconic moments, this is iconic. This is like very gifable, you know, lots of gifts of this when she's like, I'm the angel of death, or whatever she does with her hands. <laughs> That's like a whole yeah. thing. I actually find Peyton, when she's playing this sort of quieter, sweeter version of Peyton. So like Peyton in the last couple of episodes has just been pretty horrendous to put up with because she's like screeching at everything and everything's mm-hmm. a problem. And it's like, ee! and that's all I can hear. It's just that noise. <laughs> all I hear when she's talking. But in these episodes, she's quite sweet and she's quite calm and you know, yes, she's, you know, upset and depressed and there's all sorts of things going on and she's mm. figuring stuff out. But actually she, I, she had a good episode. Uh, I, I, I liked Peyton in this episode and she had a, a good dance with mouth. And oh, mouth God. she's like, are you propositioning me? And she has the dance. And this is where you said, Dom, that you've got like no reaction watching this scene. What's <laughs> wrong with you? And uh, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this is all right. This is pretty funky, but I just didn't react. I don't know why. <laughs> you were just like, you was yeah you were just stone-faced i wanted to see what was going to happen i mean nicole what are your reactions to that dance scene um i actually really like it i think it it gives both mouth and Peyton just a chance just because the last few well pretty much since the start of season three they've both been going through a bit of crappy stuff and it's just nice for them to get together and have a moment just to muck around. And possibly Norris, I just think he's a really great dancer. So, yeah, he, he mouth is. dancing is, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to watch. He's a great um, dancer. I feel that when they I, their moment at the bar and he hmm. says, she says, oh, I'm going through some stuff. And he's like, yeah, me too. It's like, like things are really difficult for me at the moment. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, I've got soda on my someone's poured soda down yeah. like oh, i think that was me but <laughs> what i see here and i i see it quite a lot in scenes that mouth is in is that mouth is mm. this kid brother to everyone he's this mm. younger brother and he does feel like he's an age or two below them um mm. and he's his problems or yeah i'm going through some stuff are very teenage problems whereas peyton's going mm. through very hard grown-up problems if that makes sense and yes two opposing worlds but you know they're, they're brought together in dance and that's wonderful mm-hmm. yeah no definitely um <laughs> and I mean the I think it sort of needs that especially when um like Brooke and Haley first turn up and he's like they're like hey ladies I'm just like of course of course you're John Travolta is having that fever and I feel like it's almost like a hidden part of his personality that just isn't or maybe it doesn't it isn't there at all because he isn't exactly the ladies man i think he has a conversation i think oh no actually i don't want to say it just in case it hasn't happened yet but i think it has he has no actually i just won't just i remember him talking to somebody about not feeling comparing himself to other guys and just that he's not like that but um yeah so I think it's, and again, I've never seen Saturday Night Fever, so I don't actually know what John Travolta does. And I'm assuming he dances and dresses like that. But the, yeah, he's a real kind of like the ladies' man, which is sort of the alter ego of mouth at the moment. <laughs> yeah. 
that uh the dance scene just to say it is actually a full house i actually enjoy it as well the more silly moments that there are the more that i (laughs) i enjoy all of them Uh, i enjoy the serious moments i enjoy the silly moments i think i was my i was assuming that dom wasn't going to enjoy it but that wasn't true and i think i'm getting a better barometer of what he's going to enjoy and what he's not and people i think a lot of our listeners are getting that as well because people are messaging me like, oh no, Dom's going to hate this episode. Or, <laughs> you know, And I was like, yeah, I get it. I get that. I can see he likes silliness to a certain extent, not too much. And this was like just mm. the right amount. I mean, I don't want to think about it too deep into when did they choreograph this like three minute dance. I don't want to think about that, but I just take it at face value. And then the other thing I was going to say is that if mouth, couldn't dance they definitely would have made him a magician (laughs) (laughs) right they would have made him a a magician for absolutely yeah he'll be be like pulling cards out of you know out of thin air and oh what's that behind your ear that kind of thing (laughs) a hundred percent what's in your wings (laughs) (laughs) sorry but but no yeah exactly i think um peyton's I, i agree she was like we hate on Peyton a fair amount uh is is known but we also give her respect when it's there when it's due I mean things like when she not in this episode the one before when she's like smashes the record on the wall kind of a broken record don't you think like that's the Peyton we don't need like, we like the Peyton that's like this or the Peyton that's oh I was about to say a spoiler then uh or the <laughs> Or, you know, the Peyton that, yeah, she's going through things, but we understand, like, we understand where it's coming from. And I think you could argue we always understand where it's coming from in what in some regard. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that we like Peyton more than people may assume, I'd say. I mean, how do you feel mm-hmm. about Peyton in general, Nicole? Um, Peyton is one of the characters that actually drew me into the show um, initially. So I do really like Peyton, um, which I think is why it's so difficult, particularly in this episode where she just, I mean, she's not as horrible to Haley as she has been, um, but it just, it just bothers me. I understand, I, I get, like, I understand, I think it's just her way. She's just projecting all that anger onto someone who's left and because Haley's the, like, you know, rather than Ellie, but it just, yeah. That part really bothers me when she's just how she's her treatment of Haley for, for leaving rather than just, you know, it's like misdirected <laughs> frustration or anger or emotion. Um, but again, she's only a teenager and you can't really expect that from an adult at times, let alone a teenager. But overall, I like Peyton and she goes through a pretty, from even just from season one up to now, a bit of a roller coaster of like experiences and emotions. And I think she's just doing her best particularly with not having a dad around for the most part. And like no one to actually model how to, okay, I'll stop talking. I'm getting a bit too scientific. But, yeah, like, like not having a, 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 like a role model on how to deal with this stuff when it comes up, a lot of it she has to deal with on her own. At least that's what it seems like. Yeah, you, you know, I, th- I think you're definitely hitting the nail on the head. You know, she doesn't have that. She doesn't have the mother figure and mm, the dad's no. there. So, you know, I'm sure that's, that's changing and that's evolving in this season because, you know, Larry's been in 
pretty much every episode since so mm. um since the start of season three and yeah you're you're spot on right she hasn't got that example necessarily to follow she's kind of got to draw her own opinions from things and she's had to grow up very quickly I think and mm. but, but then mm-hmm. she still gets pulled back into to teenager land uh, we we finally get an explanation to Haley's face though as to like why she's still mm ignoring her and how she feels so it's good that it's kind of aired now I think and And these things will she'll continue to deal with these things throughout the next few episodes again I have no doubt and then something will bond her and Hayley back together you know I I can't imagine they Mm. they'll continue to fight for long I think give it a couple more episodes maybe and they'll be chums again well Dom Peyton goes to to see Ellie at the end of the episode has a great line. She's dressed as the angel of death and Ellie opens the door and says, I think you're a bit early. (laughs) (laughs) She was great, but they have a conversation and it's surrounding the fact that uh, this actually got me a little bit. It was Peyton saying, um, okay, it got me. All right. It got me. I have emotions that she doesn't want to forget her mom. And she was saying, you know, her, her, the mom that brought her up and, that she had a t-shirt that smelled like her mom and then over time it began to smell like her and and, you know sometimes she can find the smell and sometimes she can't and she -hmm. doesn't want to forget her and so sad I mean it's actually transfers over to Casper and when we were talking about that it's actually some similar themes there but uh and Ellie saying well I I can't draw and that's something you got Mm -hmm. from her but at the end we see that she actually can draw but it's but that actually is an endearing thing that she has done for Peyton. I think it allowed, it makes us like Ellie a bit. Cause at this point we were on the fence, right? And this is kind of like, Oh, she's actually sacrificed something that she could bond with Peyton over to say, no, I want you to keep that with, you know, the mum that raised you because that's actually more important that at this point, because I've been absent. Dom, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I thought it was a really nice sentiment um i i kind of half expected um ellie to actually be be good at art or be creative in some way but wasn't expecting to see it at the end of this episode um I, I thought it might be a moment that she'd forgotten she told peyton that she she couldn't draw for shit sort of thing and then suddenly goes oh look like oh no you could just do this and and does something and peyton will go hang on a minute you told me you you couldn't draw. Oh God, I've got that from you as well. And it's nice mm-hmm. that Peyton's kind of saying, I, I, I need that one thing. Please tell me you can't draw. I need that one thing at least from, from my mom, because, you know, she's the one that, that encouraged me to do this and taught me to do this and showed me this, that and the other. And she's like, well, yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I can't draw at all. And then she's got this like fantastic picture at the end. And I wish I could like knock up a picture like that in literally minutes. And just it, like, if I was drawing anything, it just would look the complete opposite of what I was drawing it couldn't look any further it doesn't matter what it is I'll try and draw it and it will look dreadful so yeah fair play <laughs> but she's got this <laughs> secret talent now that uh, she's she's gonna hide but uh, I that will come out at some point Peyton will find that book or find the picture of her like I, I reckon um Ellie's gonna have drawn pictures of Peyton from when she's like come and visited you know, when she makes a comment about her wearing eye, like a lot of eyeliner for a 13-year-old or whatever, there's going to be pictures of her like sitting on the bridge and stuff. And she's just going to have this book or this kind of like, what they what they called? 
scratch sketchpad. Sketchpad, yeah. yeah, sketchbook of um little artworks and drawings and stuff that she's done of Peyton when she's like visited when she's not in a like drugged up state. <laughs> How, what what do you think about it, Nicole, about these dynamics? <laughs> I think it was an interesting um approach for for Ellie to take to sort of tell a little white lie um and I also agree yes I think it makes the audience like her more or at least maybe or like her if they don't and also I think it's a way to get close to Peyton too um because of course being conscious not to replace Anna her mum um and you know especially because it's Peyton who's come to her now when she's been obviously been the one going going to Peyton all this time so you know I think many people in that situation might have done the same thing if it meant having a relationship with their daughter or their son so Mm. yeah it's um it was not it was a nice scene to watch definitely it was sad as well um and then I just thought why are they recycling the names (laughs) But, um, yeah, sorry, that was a very non-emotional <laughs> um, thought that I had. But I'm just like, Anna? Okay, they like the name Anna. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, no, it's, a nice, it's a nice scene. There are other names. <laughs> yeah, come on. Mm. Let's just keep... <laughs> <laughs> it's a tiny detail, but, yeah, no, overall, I think it's a nice scene. Definitely. Give us a Sandra or something. We haven't had Sandra, <laughs> Cassandra. There's a million names out there. <laughs> what? Um, and then I guess who we haven't really touched on is Karen in her police <laughs> outfit and uh, throwing out a couple. Uh, what? What? No, does she do what? What or woot woo? I can't remember. I think it's woot woot. She doesn't think it was around. She does it the wrong way around because it's meant to be woot and what what, but she does yeah. woot woot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she does fall down boy. Fall down boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's right. She approaches Haley about the till, um, which so it's a bit more of a serious moment. But yeah, I do like I do like the humor that she's she's bringing in just in that scene. I just oh, cringed a little bit for her just because of the like, like deadpan expression <laughs> on, on the, the faces in the audience. I'm like, oh, Karen, you're trying, <laughs> but just don't, just don't try. Just own it that you're older and that you're awkward. And yeah, <laughs> oh, it's great. I loved it. It added it's- more lightness. But it's not the first time she's like said something like that on the stage, right? Because in was it in season two or when Trick first came about, she was like, "Drinks on the house," and then Peyton's like, "It's all ages." It's like juice, juice, juice. <laughs> but it's great to see these more uh, lighter sides of Karen because we were so used to her being, you know, she entered she entered the show being so with so much weight like baggage or this mm. we were watching her confront her high school experiences that she'd kind of just left in, in the closet for like the last like you know decade and a half while she's been raising her son and kind of just locked that off and we're watching her go into the high school for the first time going into the 
sports hall and the basketball court for the first time where you know she would have I don't know maybe found out she was pregnant and watched Dan play in the games and all these sorts of things and you know we've gone mm. and seen history she was worried about seeing history repeat herself it repeat itself and all these kind of things where now we're like we've got beyond that I mean yeah sure Dan deported her boyfriend but you know that's that was last season and when she's now in like a lighter space and she gets to have those like funnier, lighter moments. And I think, uh, you know, I can't see how anyone could not enjoy that. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely nice to see the, the lighter side of Karen and not having to be that. I mean, she's obviously not, not, not that she doesn't have to be a parent, but just in those moments, she can just goof around and try to be cool. <laughs> For sure. Dom hit us with a Karen one time. Come on. Karen! This <laughs> <laughs> is a slightly different one. Oh, that's different. I, uh, a bit higher pitched. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm loving Karen at the moment. This is, I'm really like falling for Karen. She's brilliant in these, in these episodes. She's been great. She's totally different. It's, it's just an, like we've entered another realm. I can't help but feel like eventually when she finds out about Lucas and uh, you know, the taking the money for medication and the, the whole, he lied about having, not having HCM uh, that she'll just lose it. And I'm hoping that she, that she loses it in the right way and, and continues to be this version of Karen, but she's, she's been great. Like literally she's funny. Mm-hmm. She, she's so much she's fun feisty yeah she's great there's like a new fire mm-hmm. she had to get rid of that guy from new zealand to, for this <laughs> brilliant but like exactly like you were saying simon the the karen that burnt her cheerleader outfit in the in the boat burning thing um is very different to the karen that we've we've got now and uh, i really like kind of her journey and her, and her we talk about character arcs every now and then but her arc is is very slightly now starting to curve it's now making that change and you know things are going well and when things are going well karen's great you know both businesses are going really well son's back at home um okay you know she went to visit andy so there's still that rapport and that relationship there but he's not present because you know can't get back into the country not yet anyway um the only thing that's kind of up in the air with question marks is where's keith and you know how's he doing and what's going on with him and why wouldn't he get in touch but that's kind of it it's the only thing that's kind of hanging over her at the minute I think she's she's genuinely seems happy and that's that's what's that's what I'm liking the most about her what a slab of beef <laughs> I didn't say it I thought you might want to <laughs> in the watch along you you put it in the highlights bit um Deb said something about appearances or something. And I was like, I can't not say keeping up appearances. It's like wrong to not say, you know, synonymous catchphrases. Well, should we, uh, should we roll into our judgments? Because that will uh, allow us to, you know, unpack it a little bit more. But before we get there, if you enjoyed this episode and how could you not then please help us out. Check out our bonus content, all of our additional things, watch alongs, highlights, other, you know, bonus content at ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. 
But Nicole, they also go through Nets. Ravens, hoops, dot net. Nicole, who is your favorite performer of this episode? Performer um, would be, oh, it's a bit of a tie, but I'll I'll make a decision. Um, I would say probably Barbara Allen Woods. Um, Who was it a tie between? Um, Her and um, Paul Johansson, just because I really like their dynamic. So I really enjoyed just everything they did. And of course, all the scenes were together, most of them. So, yeah, it was um, probably Barbara Allen Woods. Great choice. Dom? Mm-hmm. For performance, I have picked Bethany Joy Lenz for this episode. She has a really great, like, really good range in this episode. I know she spends a lot of it being, I say a lot of it, like some of it being quite, like, sullen and a bit upset about things, but, like, is elated that she's been kissed by who she thinks is Nathan. She's all excited. Great first scene with Lucas as well. It's really fun and entertaining. And she's back to being, she's back to playing the Haley that she was in season one, which is, which is lovely. So um, yeah, I thought she did a, a great job in this episode. So that's why. Uh, and what about you, young man? You, you use your word sullen again sully and sullen i've been trying i've been using it this week in general conversation and Ethne was like wait there's a new word and i, was like, I stole it from dom uh, <laughs> i gave you credit uh i i'm gonna say bethany joy lens as well for basically the same reason she does do a lot of range and she's able to do like insecure really well like sort of shy and uh, and then also like you said just like happy and yeah she's she's great she's a great actress they're they're all great um but yeah i'm I'm gonna go with her nicole what about your favorite character of this episode Mm. despite what i said about her i'll probably say peyton just because um I think, I don't know, I just really empathise with her. And I think it took probably took a lot of courage to actually go to Ellie and say, you know what, yeah, I, I think I want a relationship with you. I want to, yeah, want to get to know you. And that, I imagine for Peyton that would have been really, really hard. Um, so, yeah, I think, and I think having that those lighter moments with now um, as well was really important and just the moment with her and Larry at the end too, that was really nice. So, yeah, I would go with Peyton. That's a great choice. And Dom? My favourite character is Deb. Deb had a great <laughs> episode. She's like She wasn't in the last one. I made a point of saying that last week. And she came back in this one with like fire and fury. And just the, the pranks between her and Dan were, were fantastic. But she did it so well. The whole walking in like Jackie Kennedy. She owned the room every time, you know. The, and, and just everything she did just to wind Dan up. And she's like... 60 days yeah i can drive you nuts for 60 days great and yeah she was my favorite character i have to do it though i have to shout out karen third time i think it's the third third week in a row she's if she was in it a bit longer i think karen would have stolen it but deb for this episode and simon favorite (laughs) character of the episode that's a great point about karen it's like she just hasn't got the time invested she was in yeah uh, yeah you bastard with your great points. 
<laughs> out here looking I make weird. my notes <laughs> is that what i should be doing okay um i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna say ellie curveball i'm gonna say ellie because of that the, the drawing move um and not claiming the art because that would have been the easy thing to do and just it almost have it but she 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 saw that Peyton needed that and in that moment she put Peyton above herself and the memory of Peyton's you know mum above herself and I think that's a really cool move so I'm gonna go with Ellie Nicole what was your favorite Mm -hmm. song of the episode um favorite song I really I really liked um, the Disco Inferno. It's just really catchy. It just makes you want to dance. Um, but the one at the end has been stuck in my head since the watch along. So, yeah, it's a bit of, bit of a tie. Okay. Love it. Dom? Mm-hmm. There are quite a few songs in this episode. So we had uh, Invincible by OK Go. Do you remember OK Go? No? No. Okay. They, did, they did a song <laughs> called... Um, here we go. Here we go. Here it goes again. Yeah. And on I know the, which one now. The video of them on the treadmills and they're dancing on the, the treadmills. Mm. No, I'll send it to you, Simon. Okay. Um, we had Girls, Girls, Girls by the Motley Crew for obvious reasons. Um, Disco Inferno by the Tramps is a great song. And that was there. I might go for Fall Down Boy. I might just pick them. So I'll go for, yeah, Dance, Dance by Fall Down Boy. And that's what I'm going to call them forever now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick them. I'm gonna pick woot, that. woot 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 woot. Can I get a woot woot? <laughs> Carrot. <laughs> I love it when in in the episode before. I know we've already spoken about it, but when she's like, "So what is woot?" And yeah. Lucas is like, "It's like Yahoo." <laughs> <laughs> so, so so I should be saying woot. <laughs> What what? <laughs> yeah, it's the what what? How she <laughs> says it as well. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh Moira Kelly, please come on the podcast. <laughs> we want to talk to you. Please. Uh, uh I I I'm gonna say fall down boy as well. I like <laughs> that one. I'm actually thinking, do I need to be downloading some fall down boy albums like that? I'm liking it. It's working. The the yeah, advertising's working. Fall Down Boy slash Fallout Boy have a um, really good cover of Beat It. It's the like Dance Dance mm. and Beat It by them. Uh, uh, two songs um, of theirs that I really like. And there's one other. There's one that came out not long ago that I quite enjoy. Again, I can send these to you, Simon. That's not a problem. So, so they're still going. They're still active. They're still falling down and they're still boys. <laughs> they are still woot wooting. <laughs> What Nicole? What was your favorite line of this episode? Woot woot! <laughs> Simple and effective. Mm-hmm. Great, great choice, Dom. Uh, I went with Dan's line. Or it's the, this kind of the second half of Dan's line, where he says, um, "You want to play with me? Game on, bitch!" <laughs> uh, great line, and then. And then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great line great line 
What about uh, you? Did you pick a song? Oh, you did pick a song in Fallout Boy, yeah. What What was uh, your favourite line? I, I can never remember what episode we're going to watch until it starts. Um, and I, <laughs> I, I'm i trying to remember what might happen in this one. But uh, yeah, I'm getting excited um, just on some of the Dev and Dan stuff. My favourite line, I think it's going to be Ellie's one where she's just like, you know, the angel of the deaf. I think you're a little bit early. I think that was a good line. But both of your lines also, I, I could see them. I love those. Uh, background performer, Nicole. One line or less. Okay. Do, does grunting count as a line? Because I'm going to go with Hans if that's the case. <laughs> and that works. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. And Dom, there is always someone in these shows in any any sort of. I, you seem to see them in like American TV shows or productions, and at a costume party, there's always someone in a Department of Corrections outfit, like boiler suit, orange boiler suit. It's always one. So I'm going to pick that one guy that was in his Department of Corrections orange boiler suit, dancing away in trick nice anyone for you simon (laughs) (laughs) you always throw these in right towards the end (laughs) i'm gonna say um one of the it was one of the bar staff at trick um because they're wearing those trick t-shirts i think i've mentioned it before but i have one of them from the actual show and i and it was a size small and hey i am not a small you know i'm six foot one or whatever and uh so yeah so i just cut the logo off and it's on my pin board up here so i like to hope that maybe it's one of those people's because that's what all the person i got it from who i actually know is uh, someone someone from the show that uh they asked me to keep them nameless they they're not like uh cast but their 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 name is recognizable in the crew they actually were they've been mentioned on drama queens um and uh (laughs) anyway it was from her and she asked to be nameless but she said the one thing i can tell you about this was it was from a background performer it wasn't from like when peyton was wearing it or anything so Um, i was like that's cool i think it's great Mm -hmm. just counts as screen one hell yeah Uh, hell yeah um okay and then last but not least the precious precious rating nicole do you have a number in mind i do did the number increase decrease or stay the same during this conversation Um, it's it's increased to one and oh, Dom, sorry, same in- increase one spot. Yeah, I was going to say from zero to one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> and Dom, same questions. Uh, I had a number, and it has also increased by one. Well, that's funny because I had a number, and it has also increased by one. Oh, I think, I think me and Simon have got the same number, but Nicole's different one nicole's one down yeah i think that's the same too but i'm worried that the number you think we you and i are going to go for is one less than what i'm going to go for well let's find out my friend (laughs) (laughs) my head hurts let's find out (laughs) one two three nine (laughs) 
Oops. <laughs> so we got, did we get eight, nine, ten? Yeah, I was at a nine. I thought this episode was brilliant. I really you went yeah. to a ten. I'll happily go to a ten because it's so rare for you to go there. So would I, to be honest. I was, I just, yeah. Like, I really like it, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. No. Playing it safe, I think. I, I have <laughs> no expectation of what is to come in terms of how good, bad, mm. whatever happens in these episodes. Mm. But this episode, I enjoyed so much. Uh, I watched it again today uh, when I was putting the little highlight clip, to, you know, video that was su- it was really fun to put those clips together. Uh, I'd quite happily watch it again now. It was a brilliant episode, mostly for Dan and Deb. They made it. They absolutely mm-hmm. made this episode a 10. Nathan's storyline was was good. Haley's storyline was good. Uh, and the Lucas stuff. I didn't, I wasn't annoyed by Brooke. I wasn't annoyed by Peyton. I think sometimes they're the ones that kind of drag the number down for me a bit. But this was definitely, in my eyes, a 10. So there you go. Or laughing. Really funny. I, I was just laughing that Brooke and Peyton can bring it down. <laughs> but, uh... mostly, mostly Peyton, like Brooke. Brooke's normally like keeping it up there, you know, keeping it high. But but yeah, not not on this one anyway. It wasn't it wasn't lowered. I'm at the highest I, I can go. I would speak for myself, and I and see if Nicole agrees. But I I think that that's great, and I agree, and it's a great episode. And I think you're right with what you said. Is that Nicole and I know what's going to come, what's coming um and that those episodes there's some episodes coming that are undeniable tens um and Mm -hmm. so maybe we're thinking of it in that range but yeah I'm super happy with that is that how you feel Nicole yeah um I think it started well obviously started at a seven but after having a chat went to an eight um but yeah I'd I'd happily make it a ten purely because like you said Dom never gives out tens <laughs> um and it was a good episode I enjoyed this episode um so yeah I was glad to be on for this episode so yeah well and we are super grateful for you thank you for you know getting up so early thank you for moving things around we really appreciate it we love talking to you as always and uh we're about to roll into the watch along people are in the waiting room so let's get out of here on a raven's on already you can wait. <laughs> Let's roll into Ravens on free. We're just going to go straight up with this. Mm-hmm. Or no, or should we go Australian? We're all Aussie. We're all Aussie. Yeah. Aussie. All right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking have it. You know what I mean? Oh, I've gone, I've gone Cockney. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Count us in, Dom. You can do it. Okay, you ready? Ravens on three. One. Oh, yeah. Two and three. Ravens. 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 Are you a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>